Alright, ready? And take one. Alright, Swarmcast, this is episode 300. Wait, why did I say Wait. 300? Yeah, why'd you say 300? Good luck, let's start this over again. Go. Alright, Swarmcast, this is episode 100. Woo! Yeah. I'm as surprised as I'm sure all of you are. Anyways, this is going to be a large episode, so the less time I'm yammering on it you guys the better let's go ahead and get into it yeah, hear that? all right toast yeah turn the intro song on now yeah it's totally do that it's around here it's over there that one this one yeah all right okay um good click here we go the Swarmcast podcast is recorded, mixed, and produced on the poop deck of Gravy Jones Locker in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. On the show, we talk about the gaming hobby and random fandom. Opinions on this show are... Some of the things that Brooklyn said that we've had to beat out of the show. I'm Toast, your cobalt announcer. And now, prepare to delve into the mind of your host... John Minas! On March 27th, 2013 is when this show, the first episode, actually went um, out there into the internet land. I was going to say live, but is anything truly live if it's been posted out on the internet? Well, I guess in this day and age, some things are. Anyways, I could ramble on and on and it would be, I'm sure parts of it would be A normal show. Parts of it would be entertaining and parts of it would be sleep fodder. Uh, but I got some folks on the show who have been... Uh, fairly regular on the show in the past year, two years at least, maybe a little bit more here and there. So I have with us right now, I have Ruby. Hi, I've been here from the beginning. Um, we have coming to us, as the cat sits on my cords, uh, coming to us from from the, the wild uh, frozen lands of Germany, uh, Kristen. Hey. There, that's, Hi. You can tell it's freezing over there because of all the snow in the background. Yep, you can, you can hear it. <laughs> uh, we also have Calvin. Yellow. And perhaps one of our, our more recent additions to the show, Nini. From exotic Lexington. From exotic Lexington, South Carolina. So how are you guys doing? We are um, trying to maintain sanity through this whole wonderful not wonderful epidemic thing that is COVID-19. Not doing so bad, you know, all th things considered. I'm trying to detain a teenager at home as much as I can. I'm freaking fantastic. <laughs> I've got my sweetie here with me pretty much the whole time and loving it. And I'm doing great. I haven't bathed since the end of March. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that's online. And we don't have to come up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've 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 washed myself since March. Twice. At least once, yeah. <laughs> eh, you know. Figured that was just your uh, strategy for maintaining social distancing. Ta-da! Social distancing at its finest. Step one, don't <laughs> bathe. 
No, I, I usually just... Um, so I've been dying, diving into a reg, firm regiment of just uh, drinking and not bathing. That's pretty much my social distancing plan. Away from home, of course. I've just gone on a regiment of working um, in the hours when no normal human is actually awake and doing stuff work-related. So <laughs> when I leave for work, it's, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I get home at 10 a.m. Oh, my gosh. That in itself is a form of social distancing. I was going to say yeah. torture, but okay. Social torture. He likes it, apparently. <laughs> but that's not oh. why we're gathered here today. That's right. As I mentioned, I started this podcast uh, back in March of 2013. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Yes, it does. But it was about, what, seven years ago? Seems like forever. Forever. I'm still wearing nappies. Wait, you're not that young. Don't <laughs> even try it. Way back before you guys were born in the year 2013. But in that time, the show's changed a lot. It's a lot, a lot. It's it's uh it's grown in good ways, I think. Yes. By ditching that format from the first uh, four years or so. Three, three, four. three, four, whatever. <laughs> Distancing ourselves from other things. And I and I think one of the best improvements to the show was. Uh, bringing all my friends on the show. Well, most of Aww. them. Bring, bring the friends I care about on the show. And they're all here right now. You have friends? <laughs> oh, and they brought their friends too. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that technically how we got Nini? Is Calvin brought Nini? Yeah. Nini married into this. Right. Right. I knew what I was getting into though. <laughs> I knew. I would hope no, so. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> so, what are uh, and this might be be digging a little little deep into the the cranium here, but what would you say are some of our favorite moments of the podcast? I got one. Okay. All right. So, my favorite moments of the podcast are kind of not on air usually from the podcast it's all of us getting together to discuss and getting ready to record and in particular when we all got together and cooked out and drank a lot and swapped quick starts and then we recorded who was getting what quick start oh the big quick start exchange from yeah what was that yeah that like three years ago or something something like that it didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to, but I really liked the initial plan and the getting together and cooking and drinking and eating and and My favorite recording. part about the quick start thing was when we got together and drank and ate. <laughs> <laughs> it, which which could still work. Uh, we just had to fine tune the way that it worked out, like the way that we... I think it ended up... We ended up having to wait. We ended up waiting too long between... Sessions. When we yeah. got it, we actually yeah. did it, like recorded the difference. Right. And that all just came My out. Bad on, yeah. Well, it wasn't just there's, because you went to Germany. Off. I went and like had like four or five months of not actually doing anything because work. And, you know, then Nini. And yeah. And, yeah, Doug, Doug had Don't some. Don't blame me. Doug had a <laughs> baby. Doug had scheduling issues, mostly involving a baby. Right. People's lives got in the way. Stupid lives. Right. But the uh, the the nice thing about that particular quick start experience was 
on top of the getting together and barbecuing and drinking, you, you know, it's a chance to try out a bunch of cool games right. with your friends. Right. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Well, then since that, since Ruby brought that up, what do we think some of the, which of those quick starts that we did during that do we think we enjoyed the most? Which ones, which ones were the most memorable as we all sit here and go, uh. I remember one and that's only because he was so sleep deprived. Was the Kristen. Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen getting off the plane from Germany. Coming over coming here. Coming over here to run a game. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I'm coming over, haven't been back home in a while, and you guys make me work. Right. T- to be fair, that's the only one I remember as well, but <laughs> I think because the only one I was actually there for, mostly. I Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's very possible. I, I, don't, I don't even remember the one I ran. Like, the other Mine one. Mine was the Clockwork. Right, uh, I was going to say, that's the other one I remember. Clockwork Dominion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to talk with that uh, the the guy who made that From game. From Warlicky Games. At, um, at Origins. They were a sponsor of Scarab last year. Mm-hmm. He was pretty oh, cool. Nice. He was a pretty cool good dude to uh, talk to. Yeah. And I did say that. Did you talk about the quick start? We did. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why uh, why he wanted to talk. <laughs> oh, so he heard the review and still wanted to talk to you? <laughs> Yeah, he was because he was like, "Well, we've made a few up. We've made a lot of updates. We're getting ready to come out with another edition, and uh, the version of the Quick Start you played was based off of the previous edition." So, so they wanted to try to do an, another review. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. We can make that happen. We can make that Maybe. happen. We'll get Kristen to run it, but you got to fly here to run it, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Might be in the cards, actually. Oh, yes. Hmm. Spoilers for the yeah. future. Yeah, spoilers for the future. I'm moving back to the United States, just in a different part of the United States from where all of you guys are right now. <laughs> but not closer not stuff. that far away. It's closer mm-hmm. than going to Origins. Uh, possibly same time zone? Yeah. It's same time zone, yeah, okay. which is a huge benefit for trying to organize anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, uh, where, uh, roughly where? Northern where Virginia. Virginia. Okay. North Virginia, Mountain Mama. Isn't that how the song goes? <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> I don't think it is. All right. <laughs> all right. Any, any other? So, all right. Um, so, so, so the, the favorite one of those that we can think of, we, we thought of, cult, of uh, Conan. Conan and Clockwork Dominion. Clockwork Dominion. I remember the one Tim yeah. ran because that was when Tim, we drove Tim to drink during that oh. one. Gosh, yeah. yes. Tim is very much a staunch non-alcohol drinking person. Unfortunately, he is not able to join us today to discuss things. Right. I almost feel bad that, that we made him drink during that. But we didn't force him. We didn't say, drink, Tim, or we're not going to play your game. No. I think it was just us being <laughs> us. And so he's like, I'm going to have one of those beers now. And we all stopped and went, wait, what? what? That's impressive. I don't think I've ever seen Tim drink anything. I've known Tim over 20 years, and I've seen him drink three times. And it's all been within the last five to six years. I was going to say, I two of those I know of. Because you drove him to drink, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sensing a, a common factor there. Well, it's probably me in the time frame that... The Swarmcast podcast has been out of our group of friends. How many 
babies have been born? Since the since the podcast has been out, right? I think Doug had just. I don't know how many seven year olds are out there. Doug had one, uh, and he's got a second on the way. Uh, I know Jason, who was on the show very ah uh, yes. very briefly there towards the beginning, had a a baby, which is one of the many reasons why you haven't heard him on the show in a long, a time. long time. Um, so that's two, almost three now. My, yeah, and, and my sister's got what uh, we'll have three within the next week that will be a, born within that time. Wow. Wow. But she doesn't really count because she's not on the show and yeah. only minimal, minimally <laughs> impacts you. Yeah, we're not going to take credit for those babies. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to take credit for those babies. Right. <laughs> we don't care about the babies that only minimally impact you. Right. Maybe we should do that. We should make a, uh, a sticker or something. <laughs> or I can put something on. The Swarmcast has a, a T public site. I can make a a thing for the onesies that just says Swarmcast baby on it. <laughs> <laughs> make it make it just only available in kids sizes and in onesies. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, let us know. What do you think? Would you get a shirt or something for your kid that says Swarmcast Baby? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not going to matter. I'm going to probably make the thing anyway. No one will buy it. <laughs> it'll it'll have a, a a picture of toast on it. Okay. Or 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 some sort of weird monster in a diaper. <laughs> How about that? That's not mutually exclusive with having a picture yeah. of toast on it. Right, right, that's, right. I mean, that's true. You could say toast is a is a little monster too. But aren't we all inside? I'm a big monster. I was thinking about, because TeePublic now make, lets you make face masks. And I was thinking about making so one that's stupid. just like, I was thinking about making one that looks like a picture of a half-eaten sandwich or something. <laughs> As I sigh, after I've heard this idea many times and told them no. I haven't told that. you the sandwich one. Which one did you tell me then? It was, it was just going to be like a mouth that had its tongue sticking out or something. Yeah, no. Or no, it's an arrow pointing up says my eyes are up here. <laughs> Uh, that one made me chuckle at least that would be a good one right all right all right we are getting off topic as we normally do and yet (laughs) and yet that's so very on topic right all right so what do we think who do we think and this is getting a little deep because um it's only been in the past i don't know four or five years maybe four years that we've actually been (laughs) That we've actually had some some legit guests, <laughs> oh, yeah. industry guests and such. I'm laughing because I'm still amazed that we were able to do that on the show. Who who do we think um, have been either some of your favorite guests or some of the ones you remember on the show or perhaps that you were on the show talking with? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very broad, I mean, I, a broad... I, I remember one right off the bat that I thought was uh, amazing. <laughs> oh, which was um, Tim talking to Robin Laws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not having like any idea who Robin Laws was. That, that was, that, that, those were. It were, was classic. Those were actually pretty awesome uh, interviews. But the lead up to that, yeah, with Tim going, well, they, you know, they put me in touch with somebody named uh, Robin something. They were like D Laws? Robin D Laws? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's the name. Like, um, <laughs> really? Okay. And I remember pointing to the to the, one of the gaming bookshelves and go, "His name is on like a majority of those books, Tim." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's only one of the giants in uh, role playing, right? <laughs> right. He's also um, game design. He's also an award winning podcaster too, if that's such a thing. 
<sighs> don't be salty, Whatever John. Whatever that means. Don't be salty. No, no, we've had an award-winning podcaster on our show. On your on your podcast. On our podcast. Yeah, that's great, right? <laughs> no, I, you can't I, see I this, mean... but I'm rolling my eyes as hard as I can. So, um, but those interviews that he did with Tim were pretty neat. They did a, a world-building exercise, yeah. uh, which was pretty cool. Um, Tim, that was when Tim had introduced the Games from Around the World segment to us. Unfortunately, he's been very busy and has not been able to pursue that. Right. He had a lot of neat interviews, the the Free League publishing people, which they That's have right. they have TV shows and they're award-winning people now too. Right. He interviewed them before they blew up in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They were already blowing up in um, the every, Europe everywhere <laughs> else but the U.S. Uh yeah, he's, he's had some interesting yeah. people on his games from around the world. How come he can get the cool people, John? Why can't you? I only had the drunk Canadian guy yeah. on for games from around the world. And, of course... Ed. Ed. One of our, our Ed most... Ed was the one I was going to bring up. Yeah. I was like, I, was, yeah. I think you're the only other person who's been on the show to talk with, with have. Ed. Have you talked with Ed on the show? On the show, yes. no. Okay. Yeah. Um, on the show, no. On the show, no. Calvin and I have talked with him on the show. Yeah, yeah. Ed's Ed's a fun guy. He's always a uh, he's always got. And I actually met him when I went uh, to to the UK. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, you got to meet him. So that's one up on uh, the rest of the Swarmcast house. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen lives closer to him, and yet Calvin was the one that actually got to meet him. Wow. Well, you know. <laughs> Okay, I got a person. Right. I really like talking to Kurt Covert. Kurt's he's, always a fun guy. He's always been a lot of fun, especially when we get to see him and do the interviews at Origins with him. He's he's full of energy and, and sleep-deprived and caffeined up. And he's always happy to see us. Yes. I assume he... I, I'm always going like, oh, he doesn't know who we are. Who we are. He just He's just... That's he, his way it is. But he knows. He does. He knows. I was like, what the heck? You recognize us? John's always flabbergasted by that. Of course. Okay. I will say this. Everybody that we've had on the show, when we've met them at Origins, they 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 are excited and they actually remember us. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I mean, I, I've listened to the interviews that you do with these guys at Origins and, you know, they're they're always super personable. They're always happy to hear you, you guys. They're always happy to get your questions. So, and, and, and you give them plenty of opportunity to talk about their, their, their games. So. Um, of course, they're happy to see you. We yeah. do like to be personable too, you know. Keep it conversational and friendly and relatable. Okay. Any any other guests that come to mind? Because we we did talk with. Remember when our big Shadowrun episode? We did get to talk with um, Jason Hardy. That's right. I wasn't going to bring that with, up. With, I was going to let someone Shatteron. else. <laughs> okay. Someone uh, else want to bring that up? I mean, well, the person I mean, I... isn't here, but whatever. <laughs> Doug would have brought that up. Right. He would have been like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because that's how Doug talks. Is it? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Oh, that's definitely how he talks. Doug kind of talks like that hipster mom off those MC Lars songs. <laughs> Speaking of Doug, like, uh, you think he's going to join us soon? I don't think he will. I don't know. I think he is been absconded with to Orangeburg with the family. Yep. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of Swarmcast babies. Uh, Doug should be having another one. Uh, beginning of August? Very soon, yeah. yeah. 
See, now that's really impressive because, like, for a man to have not one but more than one child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because you're only allotted one. Well, no, I think he's... (laughs) I I meant, like, the physical mechanics of it. Like, just that that we're all, like... Like a child coming out of a man. Progressive enough to just, like, let Doug make these decisions on his own. Well, you know, that's how things are in the U.S., no, no, you got to understand <laughs> some of these. Okay. This Science. probably is going to get edited out, but that's okay. <laughs> and it might need to be edited out, but whatever. But. <laughs> you must. So, so he's kind of like, I'm feeling the liver pains too. Right. So, I mean, Doug is having a baby as well as his wife. So, so here's the thing. When you said this might have to get edited out, I was expecting you to go somewhere way deeper. <laughs> I mean, that is my brand and all, but... See, when a man and a woman really love each other, <laughs> or at least are really close to each other. There doesn't need to be love for that. When a man and a woman get really close to each other. <laughs> and can sometimes... Now we're going to have to cut this part out. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents. And I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it there. So, woo. Yeah. Oh, you're just times. talking about sympathetic labor pains. It's fine. Yeah, you know. And we're all about sympathetic labor pains here at Swarmcast Podcast. Because we're all real sympathetic. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is the uh, piece of audio that is going to keep me from getting uh, certain kinds of employment later on. No, it's not. No, it's, 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 <laughs> we, we've got others, I'm sure. This is going to be me going, yeah, these two minutes can go. Yeah, pretty much. I'll just chop those out, put those in my blackmail folder for later. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who you're yep, blackmailing. Exactly I don't know who you're blackmailing because. So I can go, hey, Calvin, remember this? And be like, and I'll be like, yeah, it was good times. You'll like, <laughs> be like, yeah. Wait, was that supposed to be? That's not me, dude. Like, <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> now, if we didn't mention any any guests, it's not because we didn't think you were a favorite. You're all our favorite. We 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 did like. I was okay. Weird giraffe, uh, renegade games, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. of dreams and <laughs> I think crap. I don't remember. Are that you dropping one. some names around here? You're breaking up. North Star Games. That's right. We did have a uh, Bruce Vogon. We did a couple times when um, he was with North Star Games. He's no longer with. North that Star is true. Games. But you could still find him out there on Twitch. And uh, wait, I'm not making a plug for his show. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of guests, and unfortunately, I have a very small memory. So, yeah. So if we didn't mention you, it's not that we didn't like you. It's just uh, you didn't stand out. Oh damn. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Think of it as a challenge. You should write us and say, hey, I need to come back on your show. And make myself more memorable. It, oh, oh, man. We're, we're not encouraging people to come back on we're the show. Totally not. Again, not at all. We've only had uh, maybe maybe I can think of like two guests that we've had on the show. And I'm uh, if I mention them, I'm totally going to edit them out. There's going to be a big bleep right here where, mm-hmm. where I say their names. And those people were... And um, so are there any guests that we think we want, we would love, to, if you could have your dream guest on the show, who do you think it would be? Well, I mean, you just, you just need to pick up the, uh, the hat trick there and get uh, Ken Height. Get Kenneth Height. 
Okay. That wouldn't yeah. be as hard as you think. Yeah, just say... Um, hey, Donald. Hey, Donald. Get Ken on here. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention Donald Dennis. Oh, I guess yeah, we Donald Dennis. Him. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll mention him. Donald Dennis. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Donald. Like, I, 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 to be fair... To be fair. I didn't think to mention Donald uh, because it, it feels less like... Uh, like one of those special guests and and more like because it's just an occasional style. host yeah he's, just there. he's our fifth beetle yeah, yeah. Uh, so wait wait <laughs> did we lose somebody from the call oh no never mind never mind it was just awkward silence okay <laughs> Another hallmark of the Swarmcast podcast. <laughs> we guarantee you more awkward silences per second. Okay. Well, you know. You know. It's weird. <laughs> it it it's weird talking to a screen, right? Right. That that does make these things a little bit harder. That's true. Usually we've gotten together and had lots of alcohol already. Uh You're assuming I haven't had lots of alcohol already. That's how Calvin gets through the weekdays. I mean, it's a weekend morning, but sure. For us, it is. For you, it's almost drink o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was trying to, to to be nice. All right. No, I, I'm not as big a lush as it sounds like. <laughs> Shut up, John. Stop <laughs> no, laughing. I'm laughing because I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking of like how much editing I'm going to have to do on this particular <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's what you signed up for when you decided to run a podcast. Yes. All right. So throughout the show, we the things really got better once I introduced actual segments to the show. Yeah, they did. Didn't um, they? We introduced some segments. We've gotten rid of some segments. We tried to introduce a few segments that didn't quite make it. What? What were probably some of our? What are probably some of our favorite segments that have been on the show? I could tell you one of John's is he likes doing the skits. I was that's what I was gonna say. I enjoy doing the skits. Those are the funny voices and the weird writing that John gives you. Yeah. Um one of my favorite was still is still the the Halloween one we did where, where me and Brooklyn played the uh, multi heads of the same character. Ah, see, and I was okay, gonna okay. say she was the uh the goat farmer. The the farm to table goat. <laughs> oh, I gotta <laughs> I gotta bring <laughs> I gotta bring that Ed back onto the show. Yeah. Uh, the um the uh, Halloween episodes typically do take it to another level. They do. But the uh, the ad for uh, no FOMO no mo. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no FOMO no mo. That was the one where Ruby did like three takes of a thing and was like, uh-huh. I don't know which one I like better. They're which all one? really good. Yeah. The more feminine one, or <laughs> yeah. As a scientist and a man, I think that was one of the things. It was as yeah. as a man in a lab coat. That's that was the the line. Yep. I think personally, I think John shines when he does the writing and the kind of jokes and the skits for that. I, not that he's not a good interviewer, but I think I like his writing. But then again, I am very biased on that. Why would you? <laughs> well, it's one of the reasons I did get interested in him and end up marrying him is because of his writing creativity. What they're calling it these days. 
Uh, other things. Um, Any other favorite segments that we've had? I, I, I've, I've liked our... our um, I really did like the games from around the world. Yeah. And that was Tim's baby. And like I said, unfortunately, Tim has been really busy and not able to pursue that currently. That's a segment that I would love to, to have back on the show again. We really need Tim for that. Yeah. We need Tim. Uh, Tim, Tim, this one goes out yeah. to you. The quick draws. Which ones? Also... The yeah, the quick draw draws. Segments. Uh, At least you aren't using that stupid title from before that every time I would roll my eyes and say, I can't believe you actually used that. That's right. We used to call the segment, Kick It in the Quick. God, so stupid. <laughs> Whoever came up with that was just dumb. That was your idea. Yeah, well. You mentioned it, and I was like, all right, that's what yeah. it's called now. <sighs> and then Quick Draw came around. I think that was you again, maybe? Yeah. Maybe that one's better. That was but... you going, I need to come up with something. So they quit calling it the other thing. The other thing was just stupid. <laughs> it was said it was said in a in a fit of just randomness. A fit of randomness. Which is which is the hallmark of the Swarmcast podcast. We are nothing if not a fit of randomness. Can confirm. I don't well, know. Well those are our th- our are some of our main segments right mm-hmm. there that are kind of the hallmark segments of us. We've had some interesting roundtable discussions before. Um, if you say so. We have. We've had, a, we've had at least two interesting roundtable discussions before. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> what our two? Two, our two best roundtable discussions were. What, what were do they? you guys think they were? Huh. You're close. This one? <laughs> this this <laughs> one? Oh, that's sweet. That, no, I wasn't thinking of this one. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm trying to I think. don't even remember I which oh. ones we've done. So, well, yeah. we had one where we talked about what it was like growing up as a gamer. Oh yeah. And and the Father's Day one. Okay, the Father's Day one was pretty good. That's yeah. not one I was thinking of. Um, but the one where we were all talking about um, growing up as gamers, and we learned some interesting things, like the fact that Matt Presson's parents, goth? Matt Pre- Presson's parents. Weren't, wasn't he the one that they his yes. parents took all of his stuff and like burned, burned it. it in front of him yeah. all of his D&D stuff and his magic cards and things yeah yikes okay yeah. that that was a decent one you're right you're right um, I remember Kristen had an interesting story on that one but I don't remember what it was I think it involved magic cards yeah uh, my, my my story with uh, Magic the Gathering is this my mom thought they were satanic because she ah. remembered the satanic panic uh, <laughs> it's like be careful with those magic cards I'm like it's, see it's and I think I think he, uh, they thought about D and D. Oh, really? About my parents. Yeah. Because I, I, I think what happened was like Kristen mentioned that thing about Magic the Gathering, and that's and that's when Matt. And Matt was like, "Oh, let me tell you <laughs> my story." It's like I can, I can one up. Yeah, that. but did they set all your stuff on fire? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! If they set his his gaming stuff on fire right now. <laughs> There'd be a, a massive hole in the ozone layer from all that burning plastic. Yeah. <laughs> and paint fumes. And paint fumes. Well, one of the nice things about being an adult is uh, it's a lot harder for your parents to That's set true. your stuff on fire. I mean, they could still yep. do it. <laughs> no, no, of course. Yeah. G- given the amount of time and effort, <laughs> they, they, could totally, they could totally set your stuff on and fire. And in this digital but... age, having to burn all those computers and stuff. <laughs> It's really a matter of 
how precise right. they like, want to be. I burnt, I burnt all <laughs> of your gaming PDFs. Wait, what? Onto this yeah. compact disc. Like, oh, God. That was a very bad dad joke <laughs> there. I was, and you aren't you, even a dad. I, I was thinking more of, you know what? I, I'm tired of you playing the satanic game, so I burn all your gaming stuff. <laughs> yeah. In your house, burnt down our whole house, son. What do you think now? Uh, We're, it's like, guess what? I uh, I've uploaded some of those gaming books. Well, to I burnt the cloud. Well, I burnt down now the what cloud. What are you gonna do? Boom. <laughs> Format. <laughs> oh god. Denial of service attack on that biatch. <sighs> so Doug has just joined us. Hey, Doug, how's it going? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. So you you already know every, everybody's sitting here at the table. Um, Calvin, Nini. Oh, imagination. Theater of the mind. Dang. Table of the The mind. The the virtual table, as it were. I can't have that many things around my table, then. (laughs) So uh, we've been talking about how the the podcast has been going on since 2013, and it got better once I actually got you guys on the show. It's not me me bragging. It's just a fact. It's just true. so I've already asked everybody here what some of their favorite podcast moments from the show have been. So uh, what would have been some of your favorite podcast moments? Let's see how they, they rank up to what everyone else has said. The to trying to keep a straight face while recording the, the <laughs> FOMO no most. Because I'm, I'm terrible at that, and like I had like one line, and just trying not to laugh. I'm, and you can hear me when you listen to that. You can hear me like crack up at the end of it. Um, but that whole thing was was. was I great. think we all agreed on that. Not just your part, but the whole one. That that particular sketch. <laughs> yep, that was the favorite moment. That's the only moment uh, anybody ever remembers from the show. Is that is that one sketch? Uh, <laughs> Uh, so interviewing, um, I'm terrible with names, but interviewing the, the lead from Shadowrun talking about sixth edition Shadowrun. Ding, ding, ding. Ruby's the winner of that pool. (laughs) So, okay. So how many, what, what, you know, dog answer bingos. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So far, so so far Ruby's in the lead. But we'll, we'll keep it. <laughs> no, no, no. John had asked who were some of the most memorable guests, and and nobody brought it up. And I said I was going to wait because I know the person that would bring it up, but he's not on right now. But he's coming on later. And we mentioned Jason Hardy. Yeah. So she just talked for you. Yeah. And you did. So. Ta-da! I think that might have been the only guest interview that you were actually on for, Doug. Uh, he was really excited and important about it. It was that cool that I made sure I <laughs> oh, could be there. So he's saying your other interviews aren't cool, Don. <laughs> well, that 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 probably was one of the interviews that I was like, hey, guys, I don't know how I did this, but guess who I've got lined up to talk with? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's more like how many brownie points I had to save <laughs> up to be allowed to to cut out of the family and go do that. That's really, you know, you got to have wise brownie point investments. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So we talked about some of our favorite um, podcast moments, favorite guests. Uh, what were some, what have been some of your favorite segments that we've had on the show? 
Um, I mean, any, anything with, with toast, <laughs> really. Oh, uh, did, did did uh Nomi? What's that? Did Nomi's get? No, nope, it has made it onto the podcast. Nobody has mentioned it yet. Let's let's talk about let's talk about that because that was classic, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I was hoping no one what? would mention that one. All right, so so for if anyone's listening to this right now, they're going, "What the heck is why are they talking about?" Every now on the show, I get every now and then on the show. Uh, uh, I get a wild hair up my butt, and I record a song of some sort. Every once in a while, yeah. Every once in a while. I've done one recently, but it, it was not on this show. <clears throat> but it can yet, be added. Yet, yes. But it may get added. And it will it will infuriate every board gamer out there. Oh, it'll amuse every board gamer out there. But anyways. So I would just like to clarify that this happens whether or not oh, yes. there was a podcast. Right. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right. So... So some of the songs that have made it onto the show, Doug mentioned Nomi's, which is a, a classic. It's a classic. It's probably one of the better ones I've done. <laughs> Actually, I think you're Bake It Up. Yes. If Matt Preston was on the show, we would totally be really talking about um, Bake Em Up. Yeah. Because that was Matt. That was when I it started as a joke where I was like, oh, we need to do a... Um, I ran a karaoke room one year yeah. at Scarab and the kids like 10 year olds were, were wanting to sing, shake it off, shake it off, shake it up, whatever the, shake it off. whatever that ding song is. But T Swift. Yeah. Yes. I mean, six times in a row, six times. Been, that must have been the best. Six times in a row. Ever. And I was so fed up with it. It was saying no karaoke room since then so yeah um and to this day when i hear it i kind of twitch a little but uh t swift is apparently one of matt preston's favorite artists <laughs> so now we're just going to be talking about people oh, no, they'll hear backs, it. Eh? He'd, he'd come on it's like yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> but anyways the joke was that uh, i'm not not gonna lie i'm trying to get him to jump on <laughs> real quick oh that'd be great <laughs> But okay, so the Nomies. We totally got off track. Nomies. All right. All right. I was hoping <laughs> we could stay off track. <laughs> so, so Nomies is a parody of uh, ICP song Homies. <laughs> and after I recorded it, I ran it by the two people I know of who are familiar. Fam- or who are, are tight enough with the, uh, the Juggalo community to say, hey, is this okay? And I think I got the thumbs up from mm. both of them. On, on sheer quality and closeness to the source <laughs> material, yes. <laughs> on the original song is a blasphemy against all that is holy. So why took, would you parody So I took it? an unsacred cow and made it uh, <laughs> sacred? Or at least better, palatable? <laughs> yeah. Is, is this uh, like polishing, polishing a turd ball? I, I was going to say, like... Having audio of, of just a bunch of goats bleeding over the beat would have been an improvement to the original. So we've so, got a remix planned, is what you're telling me? I mean, go oh, for go- it. The goaties? Uh, j- just uh, for context, I grew up in southwest Detroit, which is where ICP is from. So I Heard have, it a lot. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. 
lived it, breathed it. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I used to hang out on the streets they sing about in some of their earlier songs. So, oh, wow. do you ever watch some of their videos and go, I know? I mean, they, they, <laughs> I, I am familiar enough with, uh, some of the people who hang around them, but anyway. Yeah. All right, Doug so, likes that song. That I think yeah. it's a, it was a fun song to record. The sh- the bake it up one is yep. Even if, though the, the every time I hear the song shake it up or shake it up, I I twinch. And if Matt could come on, it'd be great to talk to him about his experience with that because yeah. um, that one was that one's probably if if we had to rank them, uh, that would probably be number one. I, I think, think that one is actually if you can look at because I think you have your songs separated out too. And that one is the most played. Yeah, I want to say you're right. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, too, because very few of the songs have actually been gaming parodies. Yeah, we found that out. A um, couple weeks back, the Inverse Genius people, Donald Dennis, they did a request contest thing um, to submit your gaming parody songs. And they would put them out there and the winner would get gift certificate or something and so john went through his stable of songs that he had and he had no actual gaming songs yep so i had to record a brand new one yes and he went all out apparently and i was not familiar with this but the song that he chose was from way back when i jokingly i don't know why he does this he takes the things i jokingly say and makes them some sort of reality I jokingly had said Ta-da. when he asked for suggestions, I don't know, Paradise by the Dashboard Headlights. You know, Meatloaf song. And he's like, huh, okay. And that was like two, three years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. And he slowly apparently worked on making a parody about Monopoly to it. Yep. And the two things board gamers seem to not like is A, Monopoly, and B, Meatloaf. In particular, Paradise by... I mean, not the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, board gamers like the Meatloaf the food. <laughs> but the artists. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> board gamers <sighs> and Meatloaf. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes, he, he submitted this to a hardcore board gaming podcast. Yep. Yeah, Hardcore. hardcore. Are all about the board games, baby. I don't know if they're hardcore, but well, you know what I mean. They're softcore. <laughs> There's a Cinemax. Well, of... I mean, do they, they do they talk about board game <laughs> tournaments? Because I think that's about as hardcore in a, in a board game you can get is going to a tournament mm. of a board game. I mean, I Monopoly. And and if anyone is familiar with this particular song that I'm talking about, it's a nine minute song. And yes, John did all nine minutes of it. (laughs) So so clearly the next step is to make a parody using Indigata Vita. Oh my god, nineteen minutes later. (laughs) I mean that'll be easy easy for me to lay down the vocals on. (sighs) I mean yeah, it's like a 19-minute song with like uh, and half a minute of like drugs, two minutes right? of vocals, and then uh, that song doesn't normally last half an hour, but, uh, but yeah, all the drugs. got into a groove. We got into a groove, and then I forgot how the song ended. <laughs> 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 all right, so uh, we've done we've done songs for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like like we did. I did a Monster, Monster Mash, Mash as Gamer Mash. That one that one's actually pretty good. Um, trying to think what else we did. So there's some stuff that obviously didn't make it into the show. So this is a good segue right here. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah. that didn't that stuff that never made it into the show. I'll lead off with probably another really interesting moment. We were trying to record a um, a thriller song. <laughs> A parody of Thriller for one of the Halloween episodes, and Tim was going to lay down the track as as a uh, pretend Michael Jackson slash Bruno Mars. Uh, it was amusing because is is Bruno Mars not just Michael Jackson reincarnated? Well, see that well, that was part of the joke. joke. Right, that was part of the joke. Chris, Kristen was had some <laughs> some lines for the lead in into this. Yeah, that we had to change when I realized. Um, I have to cut this song because it's horrible. I was wondering what happened with all of that, but uh... <laughs> all right, because because the thing was like Kristen's character had invented a um a zombie Bruno Mars because he couldn't make a, a zombie Michael Jackson as one does. Uh, the, the song did not was it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Tim will admit it too. Yeah. If he was here, Tim would say, "Yeah." Well, Tim didn't know who Bruno Mars was, so he had to go and listen to some Bruno Mars songs before he even attempted it, and he was—he oh, totally no. admitted. So first, right. thought, well, okay, two things I learned about Tim that well, three things I learned about Tim that day. The four things <laughs> I learned about Tim that day was was he was despite all of us, us constantly talking about Bruno Mars and making fun of him, he did not know who Bruno Mars was. Okay. That's but he, okay. he could have remained pure and innocent. <laughs> the the other thing I learned was he had he had never heard Thriller. Yeah. Somehow. <gasps> Lord me. <laughs> Wrap that around your heads. Anybody who was who was who lived through the eighties. Right. He didn't like, recognize not, not it when even... you said it, or he he's not heard it when you he put it. He not heard it. He had to go listen to he's that like, one. He's too. like, well, I'm familiar with he's like, well, I know the song exists, but I've never listened to it before. Not like, even like what? Weird Al Yankovic's well, version. It's basically on TV every single Halloween for like the last I, two or three decades. That was number two that we learned. Right. What's number three? Uh Tim cannot sing sing at all. Not even fake sing. I'm not saying I can sing. You, uh, oh, Lord go go listen to some of the songs I recorded. You can tell that I, I don't know how to sing. But I also don't give a fuck. So, oh, there's there's a beep right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't do it. I did it this time. I'll take credit for it. <laughs> but this was like, this was just like Tim's going, okay, so, so what I got to do is just make the highest pitch screeching sound that I can. Mm-hmm. And make it sound like these words. I can do that. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's Bruno Mars. No, uh, no, you know, I, I thought one of the Tim. things you were gonna say <laughs> that you learned about Tim was that he would volunteer to play a zombie Bruno Mars without knowing who Bruno Mars was. Well, I mean, sure. Because I, 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 it wasn't that the order that things went like. <laughs> you asked if that could be done, and he said, "Yeah, sure." Uh-huh. And I said, "I'll do Mars? it. I'll do it." But you know what we did get out of that whole thing? The 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 Black joy that came audio? out of blackmail. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have that audio anymore. Thank you very much. I got rid of that because it was that oh, good. My, my ears still hurt thinking about it. Tim will agree with me, so I don't feel. So I'm not talking about. Tim behind his back. He'll agree. He was like, yeah, not his best moment. 
But one of the best things we got out of that was him. Uh, oh, gosh. What was that character he came up with? The ghost of. No, 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 no. no. It was his. It was him. It was his impression of Calvin. Calvin, that's right. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't. Was it Caleb? No. Um, Caleb. How do we not mention Caleb, Calvin? <laughs> we got that out of our Ed interview because Ed, Ed kept thinking Calvin's name was Caleb. <laughs> but no, it was Tim pretending to be Calvin Corn. Right, and he came up with some name that. Yeah, Melvin. No. Melvin. Melvin Carrot. Melvin Carrot. Melvin yep. Carrot. Mm. So, all right. There's there's a few other songs. I did a song about um, Devil Went Down to Georgia that had to do with um, somebody specific. So it, it's 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 only funny to that person. Yeah. Until I re-record it and make it hilarious again. Oh. Next. Well, time I think the other thing that doesn't make it onto the podcast is a lot of my swearing. That's a lot of everybody's swearing because oh. it's probably the same reason why like we could never do a. Uh, Actual play, uh, like a yeah, live let's play live stream. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a foul mouth person, there's, and that's the cleaned up version. There's a pretty severe lack of censorship <laughs> at our yeah. gaming table. At our gaming table, isn't that why we're all friends? I don't get it. I was, I was yeah, gonna say, one of the that tends to not make it on the show is uh, some things Brooklyn. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> that's true but see here's the thing brooklyn says it unintentionally and she's pure of heart and doesn't realize that what she's just <laughs> said is super Sorry. inappropriate did I just laugh so oh, clearly oh, okay. she's just convinced you no no that was she wants you to believe about <laughs> no no this was this was three or four years ago when she was pure of heart yeah 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 Right, Before well, she became a teenager. What are what are some of the things that Brooklyn said that we've had to beep out of the show? Um, okay, so one of the things when she was, uh, like, this is when we first met you guys. We just got to started mm -hmm. uh, recording with you guys, mm -hmm. and we had stopped at a at a convenience store. I forget what we were actually talking about. Like, and but she was like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And and it was like um, And she didn't realize quite what she was saying. Yeah. Yeah. She said, Well that's it or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dying over here. I still like my favorite, but it didn't get edited out was the uh the skit that you the part of the skit, the the farm to table goats companions oh yeah okay okay i can't remember the other things that got edited out you know other stuff brooklyn said that we've had to edit out um <laughs> there's i can't think there, there are there are a lot that i just refuse to remember <laughs> like just i just re refuse to re acknowledge that that it happened uh, that's probably the best policy so that concludes the uh, the things that Brooklyn said that we had to edit out of the the segment that we can remember. Uh, we tell can. us some of, tell us uh, listeners, tell us some of the things you've heard Brooklyn say that you wish you could have edited out. Um, oh. email those email those things to swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com. 
so so that's something I I, I actually kind of miss. Um, Editing? Is, Me too. No, no, no. The uh, the bumper uh, for the Scarab website. Oh God. I hate that website. Just that you you were able to actually make it, and now that that meetup thing is in my head forever. S C S dash C dash A dash B S dash C dash A dash R dash A dash B dash. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Yeah, it took me so many takes to get at that thing because I just kept saying dash. I was like, ah, dang it. Yeah. You know the cool thing about editing, because Editing is like time travel. <laughs> okay. And we did well, do yeah, a segment so like, about time travel. We did? I don't remember that. Here, I'll play it right now. Oh. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, we can come back in the future and, mm-hmm. like, fix it. It's, Yo, it's... I never said that. All right. So we kind of mentioned, um, are there any other favorite skits that, that may have that have shown up on the show? So far, I think the only thing that I, that I remember we recorded that never quite made oh. it was was the Michael Jackson, the Bruno yeah. Mars one. So, so the no FOMO, no mo. Fa- I think that's one of your favorites. Yeah, I think that was yeah, that was definitely up there on the uh, at the top. Mwah, chef guest. <laughs> well, and I think part of that had to do with the fact that all of you were involved in that one. Yeah, I yeah. actually don't think I was, but except for <gasps> except for Kristen, but Kristen likes it. What well, about the one about the uh, about the game, the roll your your dice one? That's where the uh, farm to table goats thing comes oh, from. Yeah, that's right. With with Brooklyn going, my name is Marshall, and I raise farm to table <laughs> Co- goats. companions. Yeah, and there was something about a a hundred year hole or something. Yeah, vintage holes. Holes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Make it fun of hipsters. Okay, fine. That was funny. I was I was going to say, like, a uh, hipster dish hole just kind of, like, rolls off my back like uh, <laughs> water off a duck. Yeah, you hipster. Like like a um, specially curated... Uh, beard wax. Beard wax duck. Or something. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you should all know John is becoming a hipster in possibly I'm not a few days. I'm not a hipster. Because he ordered from Dr. Squatch. He ordered man soap. I ordered some man soap. (gasps) (laughs) She's making fun of it now, but when she's like, man, you smell good. So you, you, you laugh about the beard oil, but I've literally, we got a bunch of construction going on at my, my, at my day job. Uh And I've literally overheard two, two construction workers talking about the, the beard oil that they use (laughs) and just the last place i would have ever thought well you gotta you gotta keep your face moisturized when you got all that that fur on it i'm not getting beard oil he's not he's getting man soap i'm getting soap that exfoliates it smells like uh pine tar (laughs) manly smells because you know john's so manly spiced rum and pine tar i see the spiced rum one i'm kind of intrigued by i'll probably be like licking a, them i'm gonna smell like a drunken pirate it's gonna be great <laughs> well it's yeah. more spice or more rum because if it's just the spices it could wind up being <laughs> it'll just like, burn the christmas Popeye. <laughs> yeah i smell like a christmas <laughs> 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 Like you have no, a little gonna... nutmeg in there. 
<laughs> a little bit allspice. <laughs> the nutmeg is what they call the the Whoa. smaller bar of soap for you know. Ooh. <laughs> when Ruby starts eating your beard. No, I've been broken of the licking and biting phase a few years back. Finally, and then you the gave cat... it to Brooklyn. No, because the cat freaking licks John way too much, and I don't want to have to wash John down before I lick him. Well, that's where the cat. Where do you think the cat learned it from? Yeah, he probably did. From watching you. He learned it from watching you. This after school special moment brought to you by Swarmcast Podcast. <laughs> and man soap. And man soap. Okay. Okay. So so look for Swarmcast uh man soap available. Ooh, <laughs> uh, we should call it man soap. Pod soap. I, I, I don't know if people associate swarms with good smells. <laughs> right. Oh, no, we can, we can change that. We can change that. We're, we're taking it back. We're taking it. We're taking it. We're taking it back. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but baby, you can't taste. You can't, you can't taste man swarms soap. of insects. Uh, you can't taste man soap. Wait ga- gamer soap. Gamer soap. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's already out there. Writing down pod soap. I, I was just gonna pod, say, pod, like pod, in, swarm in, soap, in general, pod soap. Pod soap. It tastes. It smells like downloads. In, in general, gamers using soap, like just that's good enough. Yeah, and there's already people who there's already people who put like D20s like embedded in the middle of the soap bars too. We, we already play fantasy games. You can't expect <laughs> fantasies to come true. <laughs> it's just but, gonna be regular. Well, it's just gonna be Irish Spring. Then we're gonna say like, oh, if you bathe, then you'll you'll smell just like a, a wood elf or leprechaun. a drow. It'll give you a bonus to your charisma. But the licensing potential. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And yet again, I take us off topic. And yet, aren't we still on topic? Right. You you just, uh, you have to like provide some sort of bonus to a role for gamers who actually have bathed ahead of time before showing up to like the Friday Night Magic or whatever. Damn. (sighs) Well, no, you get a D21. I don't know how that works yet, but you get a D21 <laughs> that's embedded in the soap. And if you use the soap up, you can make your D20 rolls with a D21. All right. And it crits on a 20 or 21. There's exactly. going to be people who exploit that. Well, duh, that's gamers. For profit. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll still buy the soap, so I don't care. If they're still buying my soap. I don't care if they take it and dunk it in a bottle of water. I mean, I have, to, for a week. I have to game with some of those people, so I care. But you'd be like, you'd be, you'd, you'd, well, you would just good. go, you would go, <laughs> and if they faked it, you could tell because you'd be like, you don't smell like you earned that D21. That's that is one of the re- requisites. If you smell bad and you have the D21, it gets confiscated. Oh, I mean, there you go. That, that's just recycling right there. Because yeah. <laughs> you can put it back in soap. <laughs> I feel like this is how lawmakers make laws. You laugh. <laughs> You laugh, but John used to make soap with his mom when I first met him. So he has the experience. Yeah, but we didn't put D20s in it. So was that supposed to make me laugh less? (laughs) No. (laughs) You laugh, but this will make you laugh more. That we have uh, the the uh, knowledge, the know-how. Right. On this venture. Right. That's right. We could be making candles and soap and... There's a lot of air quotes in there that you can't hear. (laughs) The key soap maker is this guy who did it once when he was like a a kid. 
Well, now all we just Go need is it. someone who happens to have a 3D printer to make the D21s. <gasps> Doug! No. How many 3D printers do you want? <laughs> How many 3D printers do you want? Well, I feel like... I feel oh. like if oh, you, you have, have three a now? 3D printer, you could just print the components to another 3D printer and you'd just never run out of 3D printers. Not you quite. just described the RepRap project. That yeah. was like one of the founding principles of 3D printers. Right. right. You could make the majority of the printer. There was like one piece or something that you had to actually so, purchase. So so, so the, the, uh, the electricity. The gray goo scenario isn't nanobots, it's 3D printers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but then I, I we, really we, realized we have... that that was extremely expensive to do it that yeah. way because all of the stuff that you could make was all the right. cheap stuff. So nanobots are that back you on just the table. made more expensive. Yeah. So, so did I hear you right? You said you had three 3D printers at your house now? Yeah. Because, I mean, Holy there was crap. A little, there was, well, so one of them is a resin printer right. for for miniatures mm -hmm. um and then Res in that the resin whole, detri. Like, yeah. <laughs> initial wave of the of the the rona um oh. uh, close friends and family were uh nurses so gotcha. there's several there's a bunch of stuff that you could 3d print right um so i wound up doing a little doing a bunch of that okay you know i had the requisite skill set and the fundage to do it and all that okay making some ppe that's not bad yeah hmm. oh yeah it's all about that ppe i just want to say though it sounds like uh instead of saying three 3d printers you should just say 33d printers <laughs> 33d printers <laughs> all right or if, all right. if you want to add some multiplication but what's a, but what's a nine printer Nine What's a D? Because <laughs> everyone D? wants the D. D. <laughs> everyone wants the D. I, I, I think you know the answer to that, Doug. Yeah, yeah you got a baby coming. Number two. You should probably not refer to a baby. It's <laughs> number two. Your name is Dose. Um, you know, uh, like Adam Savage refers to his kids as thing one and thing two. So they have some semblance of privacy in their life. That's maybe okay. that's how high I think this podcast can go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's reaching. Uh, happy 100. <laughs> but that can only happen if Tim comes back. Uh, Tim, come back. Tim, come back. You can blame it all on me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the next step there is to just like stand outside his broom, his, his uh, apartment with like this jukebox. Wait, 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 wait. Were you just going to say stand up? Stormcast episodes. Were you going to say stand up? Hold up a boombox. With... <laughs> Were you going to say for someone to stand outside of his broom closet? No. That's his room. That's his room, right? He lives in a broom closet. I was. Uh -huh. I, I was I, I don't actually know his living situation, so I, would, I was like vacillating between house and uh, apartment. Gotcha. Well, everyone who's listening, um, where, what type of place do you think Tim lives in? Draw a sketch of it and email it to swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com. We'll send this to Tim and we'll tell you if he, which ones he chuckles at and which ones make him cry. <laughs> a little fucked up. So. <laughs> 
have you not listened you know, to this show? Only, like if, only if everybody draws like a toilet or something. So, mm. listeners, that means you need to draw like cool stuff like Castle Grayskull. That's right. Or, yeah. like, any of the G.I. Joe like giant. Death. The Voltron Castle of Lions. Yeah. Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not so much the Death Star. Those, those kids are always blowing that up. Yeah, the Barbie they, Mansion. Like any of the rebel stuff because it gets all blown up. You know what? Up. I'll say it. Barbie Mansion. I would live in the Barbie Mansion. That thing I would live in the Barbie Mansion. They got lots of cool stuff in it. The pink, but, you know. Nothing a can of paint can't fix. Yeah. Get some blood up in there. Boom. <laughs> Castle Grayskull. And most people don't know this, but Barbie Mansion is really just a, a repaint of the Castle Grayskull original sculpt. I can see that. <laughs> Ruby's shaking her head. No, that's not true. Or is it? Or is it? Kids, go ask your ask your parents. I, I, I seriously had to go. Wait, is that <laughs> yeah. real or a joke? Because you're like, because you're like, it could be true. I mean, toys in the days and age, those days, toys back then would do that sort of stuff all the time. Right. Which takes us back to one of the funnier moments that we recorded, which was trying to do the kit bash uh, skit. Oh, gosh. We did a contest, a legit contest at one point. We which, did. which never uh, came to fruition. That's true. But it had a really interesting skit in which I believe I said kit bashing is when you take parts from one figure and shove them way Fair. up your... I unintentionally said that part. Yep. Classic. But um, yeah. but I remember uh, me and Calvin were laughing our asses <laughs> off yes. at at the table for quite some time before I could get back in there and try to re-record that part. And nobody sent you any of their uh, cool images. Not of a one. Bashes? Not uh, a one. People shoving action figures up their back. No. <laughs> no, no, that never happened. Uh, so I, I'm actually curious uh, now that you mention it, because um, I know uh-huh. you routinely ask for listeners to send in various yeah. responses yes. Yes. how I many do. do you actually get i'll tell you how many i get ready for this it's a really staggering <clears throat> number zero <laughs> okay he has never gotten an email nobody has nobody's emailed the podcast or left a message uh, on the phone we have, number. we have a phone number people can call to leave a message the test comes on and says hey leave a message he has gotten calls on it, but never any messages left. Yes. A lot of calls to it, no messages. And not a lot, right. like yes. four or five. Are they concerned about your uh, automobile warranty that's running out and stuff? Nope. No messages, because John doesn't answer. actually yeah. answer it. No messages, but I suspect a lot of them were yeah. from, from a, a robocaller, so there's That's that. sad. So it ca- is very sad. So, so call, call the Swarmcast. Leave a message. Fact, call the Swarmcast right now. Let me look up that number real quick. Uh, Ruby, entertain everybody while I'm looking up that number. Wow, that's a really green-looking orc. Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at a green orc. What, yep. what shade of green are you actually, like, set up to set, like, like color number one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> What take live calls? calls? Yeah, no. take live calls. I mean, I could, I could. could do that. I'm not. I would have to take. I would, first off, it would require us doing a live broadcast. <laughs> Which scary thought it is. So. You've done a couple. Which while, I could do while we were at um, 
was it Origins or Gen Con? I think it was Origins. And Calvin was there and you all ditched me with someone. You were all eating and they joined you. And it was actually Calvin that was streaming it, not you, John. And you did stream. But yeah, Calvin's done some live uh, streams of uh, what will Calvin drink? (laughs) The answer is anything. Anything. Anything liquid. Anything that's on that menu. Although I'm sure he could have gone off menu for a few things. But all right. So um, yeah. So uh, anybody who's listening, in fact, that includes the guys who are recording. (laughs) Swarmcast, our phone number is area code 803-470-4439. I've been meaning to call that number, but uh, uh-huh. international calls are a little expensive. Well, I mean, okay. I call it all the time, but nobody ever answers. <laughs> 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 no, you call that number, uh, and it's strictly there just for, for leaving messages. Would you accept an email with an audio file ex- attached? Sure. Sure thing. All right. So as soon as I figure out how to use my email, <laughs> then I will do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we're such tech wizards here. All right. So let's see. So we talked about favorite skits, some of our favorite songs. I have the word pop soda, soap, pod soap written down here. Um, well, I do have to get going. Bye, Cheers. Now he can go to talk about him behind his back. Not that we Bye. would ever do that. Is he gone <laughs> no, I'm still no, here. I'm waiting for it. Okay, I'm out. Okay. Bye, Doug. Bye. Now he's gone. Oh, thank God he's gone. Remember that guy, Doug? He did that thing. Did he ditched us? And he ditched us because he had to go do stuff. I got nothing. No, Ruby's watching videos. I'm watching a cat video. Thank you very much. I was gonna say Ruby's watching cat videos, <laughs> and I totally didn't know what you were watching. I was totally watching a cat video. I mean, I. I... I put it up on Facebook a little while ago, but there was a study done that cats cannot transmit COVID-19, but they would if they could. They would if they could. That is true. I believe it. Although the the saddest thing, I heard the New York Zoo had uh, several tigers that caught it. It's just sad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The less said about tigers in this day and age, in these times, what's his name? The better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the uh, Siegfried and Roy, the Roy part of that died, not because of a tiger and not because of COVID. He just died recently. That's sad. So let's pour one out for Roy or Siegfried. Which one? Roy. Roy? Yeah, Siegfried. The one that got mauled by the tiger. Doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't. But that's not like a Steve Irwin level of sad. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, all, all right, right, all right. Wow, <laughs> much, much editing. So much editing, John. Right. So, is there anything else we want to bring up or talk about, particularly? Um, I hope I'm really glad you made it to 100 episodes. Um, I know there for a while that you were very disenchanted with it until you found your new direction. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I could help encourage you to do something fun and something you enjoy doing. And I hope that it continues to be fun and you continue to do it. And and I look forward to doing. The, the 200 episode. Wow, you sound so enthused. <laughs> no, really like it's 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 been fun. I I hope that I get to a point soon where I can be more active again because every time my work tends to go 
wonky. Crazy is right whenever you guys are in, we're in the middle of doing like, oh, let's do this nice big, you know, quick draw. And, and work for me just goes, yes. How about you work, you know, 14 no hours a day um, from midnight till two and then come back at six till eight and then, you know, go back in at midnight. Yeah. And maybe now that we have, you know, an actual singer in the group, you know, Nini, we could try and do something that she would sing instead of you, John. Not that you aren't a beautiful singer, but um, <laughs> Nini can really sing. Don't lie to his face. Oh, you know. See, she could have done the duet with you. There we go. I, I didn't want to impose. I didn't. Nomi's, no, Nomi's does require two singers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nomi's? Yes. We'll re-record Nomi's. That'd be great. Yeah, anytime. I mean, I want to... I want, like, when it comes to singing, anytime, anyway, whatever you want me to. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, we may, re I may try to re record that. Uh. <laughs> Bruno Mars? Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I was gonna, it's not the one I was going to say. <laughs> we need to have a full, we need to have there a full. The limits. We need to have a full group recording of Bohemian Rhapsody. I know. Yes. So, all right. Yes. So, this yes. is one. This is one thing that didn't make it into the the podcast. Uh, one of the suggestions, and he was trying to take it seriously. Way back at the beginning, I made a suggestion of because he was thinking about songs. And I was like Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody, and he always has to do these mic calibrations and everything. Well. He semi brought it up to the Scarab people and there was no real enthusiasm or interest. But anyway, he, uh, I came up with a suggestion. I was like, well, during the mic checks, when, you know, you usually just have people yammer so that you can do whatever, you know, put a list of words down on the table and say, hey, try and say one of these words and have them be the various words from Bohemian Rhapsody. Obviously not in the order of that and trick people into saying those words. And there was... And there was a point, and I, he did have some of the people from Tim and Calvin and That's everyone else that I would, when I was talking and we were doing the mic check, I would lead with certain questions or try and fake not knowing a word to get someone to say the words, and they fell for it. So he had a few lines, but a lot of people didn't, I don't know, they just, during mic checks, they just are <laughs> brain dead. I mean, during non-mic checks, they are too, but... Uh. Calvin. But, yes, so that was <laughs> one of the ideas that actually has never made it into it, was the, the, the I don't want to... What is that? Time. It's not clip work, a collage song of Bohemian Rhapsody, but that never came to fruition. I know, right? I feel tricked and abused. <laughs> you have rights, dude. You have rights. Best yeah. episode of the first season? John interviewing John. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thanks for helping me out with everything. Podcast at gmail.com. All right. So, as they say, wubba lubba dub dub. You're listening to the swarm cat. Okay. Nobody really says, <laughs> says that. Except maybe me every now and then. Sometimes Calvin. Uh-huh. So, hey guys, uh, it's me, John, and I've got Ruby here with me. Hey, folks. 
And we've got with us uh, right now joining us through the magic of, of virtual space and such, as it were, somebody who uh, we, we like to call friend. I don't know what he likes to call us, but whatever. Donald Dennis. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And I would also like to call you a friend. And as soon as you let up that restraining order, I'll be happy to do so. <laughs> no, so, anyway, congratulations on reaching 100 amazing episodes. It's, it's great to be back on the show. So, so Donald, usually when we get you on the show to talk with you, it's it's usually while we're at Scarab Gaming Convention. So usually it's live recordings on the last day of the con when everybody's tired. Is that really the only time we ever get them on the show? That's or that. if I'm camping at your house for a weekend. Oh yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Usually the last day, right before he's getting ready to leave, and everybody's tired. Um. Yeah. He walks in and interrupts. Or as I like to call it. Some of my most candid moments. <laughs> uh, but Donald, uh, where where can our listeners where can our listeners uh, find you usually? Uh, anywhere on the internet. If there's a Walsfio, it's me. Uh, also over at InverseGenius.com, where we have all of our podcasts, like Onboard Games and whatever podcast Eric is still letting me put out. Occasionally, so, you're on on RPGs as well. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, we have a few librarians who listen. Uh, so you're on a show that deals with that type of stuff too. Oh, right. Yeah. Games and schools and libraries. And uh, in fact, that's where most of my editing time goes. So I probably spend more time with that podcast now than with any of the others. Uh, so hooray, <laughs> professional development. <laughs> <laughs> and for our congoing friends, um, usually in March, around the end of March or so, you host a convention at, at the library where you work. Oh, now you're making me sad. Yes, it was a uh, a victim of the con of the uh, pandemic that mm -hmm. happened. So Shushcon in March, Shushcon, Shushcon, Shushcon. Uh, though because it wasn't happening this year, uh, Stephanie, one of the founders of it, said we should do a virtual convention. And so we've been running monthly uh, since March a thing called Condemic, which you can find us online, and it has a beautiful little plague doctor and a bright uh, T-Mobile style colors to make sure it's easily <laughs> recognizable to anybody who is passing through the internet where it's happening. Okay. See, yeah. I mean, I, I, I recognized that as a play doc, plague doctor, but I, part of me thought, oh, is this one of those, uh, it almost looks like one of those those uh, crow people. Tengu? From Japanese lore, yeah. Almost it could like be. Tengu. It's all of those things, right? It, it and is. And more. A Tengu plague doctor. I think that's redundant, right? <laughs> but uh but anyways donald um it is great to have you on the show uh every time we've had you on the show like i said usually it's well not every time but most of the times have been because of something related to a contest that we usually do at scarab the um the pharaoh's challenge oh yeah yeah you were a winner of that one year weren't you I was the first winner of that. The first winner of the first uh, RPG Pharaohs Challenge. Yeah. Yes. Which, you know, when the stakes were low and nobody knew what was going on except for the two of you, I won. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was the inheritor of an amazing tradition of another ga game challenge thing that you're not allowed to mention by name anymore. Correct. Because lawyers. So Don Donald's a, a longtime listener of the show. Yes. <clears throat> Between you and... You know, your Cobalt and uh, and everybody else. I've been listening since, I don't know, within the first dozen episodes. So so what have you, um, 
what what is what has been some of your takeaways from the show? That you've got a great group of people there who will sort of come and and do your bidding and play a bunch of games with you, whether they are good games or not good games. They all <laughs> seem to have a lot of fun playing with your your group. And I loved your uh, the whole series that you started up with. Hey, we're going to do. Uh, Quick starts, right? Yeah. And everybody sort mm-hmm. of hands out quick starts to the other people so much so that it, it reminded me of kind of something that we did back in Oklahoma that was not at all quick start related, but just different GMs picking a system and running through a scenario. Yeah. But but I like your s- quick start since quick starts weren't a thing back in, you know, the late 90s um, that uh, – that now that it's it's much better, and you you got picked an amazing format because there are a lot of free quick starts online, right? And you also you get to torment your friends by picking their game system out for them, which is bonus. <laughs> yeah, and and oddly enough, we haven't we haven't done another one of those exchanges recently, um, but from from recently talking with with those guys mm-hmm. again, they've all a lot of them said they want to do it again. Um, we just we might have to change our format on how we do it a little bit. A little bit, but but you mentioned that you did something similar with scenarios and whatnot back in Oklahoma and whatnot. Yes. Uh, actually, uh, the month before this pandemic started, we had started up uh, something called One Shot Wednesdays at our local yes. gaming store, where we were doing something similar. Where we were taking mm-hmm. those. Some of them were quick starts. Some of them were just scenarios. But we were bringing the different systems to the people there at our gaming store because it's heavily D&D, Pathfinder, Starfinder. And, you know, every time they'd see us, they knew that we did different games. And they're like, hey, what about this game? What do you think about that? And they would ask us questions about games if we knew them or not and and things like that. So we're like, well, there's obviously interest of trying these different systems. So let's go Mm -hmm. out there on their RPG night and expose them. And so, so well, a lot of a lot of people ask us why Wednesday, and it's like, well, that's the RPG night at our uh, FLGS. So yeah, yep. But, in, in fact, um, inspired directly by what you all did, I've got a GM Game Explorers group up on Discord where we are encouraging, you know, GMs to come in, bring a game, we'll run it or have one of them run it, and then the GMs will alternate out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and this is directly because of what you all were doing, both mm-hmm. with the. You know the one-shot Wednesdays and and the previous quick start setup. So, oh, is John an influencer like, now? I'm an John influencer. is well, he's influencing me uh, <laughs> for what little that counts. You get full credit, full credit. I hate that word. What influencer or John? Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't hurt, hate the word John. I married him. Okay. It. Oh, you married it. It. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. No judgment. <laughs> Judgment-free zone. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, I judge a lot. I just don't condemn. Okay, okay. Uh, I admit I've been been uh, kind of lurking in the uh, the GM. What was it GM ex- game explorers? Game explorers. We may shorten it, but uh, yeah, the whole goal was just to get GMs in so that they could play or experience or try out a system mm-hmm. without offending their regular play group or whatever. And <laughs> because I had a lot of people saying, "Well, my players will never play this," or "I've never had a chance to do X, Y, or Z," and it's like, well. This is a safe space, and uh, it, it hasn't it hasn't gotten up and running to the way that I would like. But we have had a few sessions run, and we've got more scheduled for the upcoming weeks. In fact, I think this week or next week it's supposed to be Chris running the Expanse role playing game. So that'll be exciting. 
another Pharaoh's Challenge winner. I think <laughs> with, with the idea that any of these games that uh, if you've got a GM who is either skilled or interested in becoming skilled, uh-huh. sitting down and exploring a wide variety of systems, yeah. whether they're silly, goofy systems like Toon or Kobolds or your Paranoia, the way I run it, um, or <laughs> if it's something you know a little more thinky and a little bit more or even murder hoboey that there's a lot to learn from any of these things. So okay. that's my goal. It's, it's good to have goals. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we're going to open it up to other GMs outside of our local group so that uh, folks can actually not all the people in it are local, but we're going to open it up to more GMs. So if you know anyone, if anyone's listening to this show who really wants to get in and either try out uh, and run games, cause that's the deal is if you're getting prime seat at one of these events, then you have to be willing to run something as well. Right. We're not going to have people. And if you want to just join and sort of be, uh, hey, I'm going to be a backup player, then that's all right too. But we're definitely going to have all the seats given out to people who are g- dedicated to running games soon. Right. Right. So, so the, from what I gather, the goal is kind of, kind of to do sort of like we did with our quick start exchange. Everybody runs. Something. The people who are running are the people who get who they get kind of first dibs to play. They get dibs. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and now, do other countries cool. know dibs? Because I know it's an American thing. I don't know if other countries also have dibs. Well, we know uh, Can- Canada does. <laughs> excellent. That's true. That's true. We've been watching Letter Kenny recently. Uh, and uh, they definitely. They had an old episode dibs, about dibs. About dibs. Um, so, yeah. But to be fair, Canada is like a, uh, a gentler, more refined version of, <laughs> well, anything really. So. Uh, so, international listeners out there. Um, Tell us what your version of dibs is. Write us at uh, swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com. Or call us. Or call us at um, the swarmcast number, which is a thing. You'll, you'll put it in. number I don't remember right offhand. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. It'll Check be in the out show. the doobly. There'll, there'll be a bumper about it, actually. <laughs> I've got a little bumper. It works. So he doesn't have to memorize it. He has the bumper. <laughs> so. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, so it's good to know that, that, that something from our show has influenced, uh, something else in a good way, in a good way. And I also like, like the way you do the board games sort of with the, you know, good, bad and other, Uh you know, it's like, oh, this is good. This is bad. This is something else you might want to know, uh, is, is a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, We try to keep it simple for those non in-depth board gamery people that just want to know something, something about the game. And it, it, it is particularly amusing when you try and make them give one of the points and they don't have one and they're squirming under the yes. white, hot, magnifying lens of the Scarab uh, uh, you know, convention <laughs> or the swarm cast in general or whatever it is. It's like, what is what is your other? Like, I don't know. They're like, uh, it, it totally fits in the box. Yeah, there you go. So, Nine uh, times out of ten, our other is the game fits in the box like it's supposed to. Ha! Yeah. Hey, that's which, a good thing. Which actually is... is a pretty big deal for a lot of these games. <laughs> You've seen my Gloomhaven setup, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, as I'm looking at my Dungeon Mayhem game that doesn't, not. the box doesn't even close all the way. Yep. Yeah. So, um, wow. I, I, if we had a topic, we're well off it now. Eh. I, I was going to ask, well, what have you been playing lately, Donald? But um, You've got a lot of stuff on your plate. I'm sure there'll be a lot of things. No, not not all that much. Really, uh, I've been doing some role playing game stuff. Um, I've been playing through the uh, the new Emerald. I think it's the Emerald Flame, or uh, 
escape room kit from the uh, post curious folks, the folks who did the tale of Ord, And that is a lot of tough puzzles. The Kickstarter's up now. And most of my other gaming time has been spent on uh, the XCOM uh, Chimera Squadron or Squad, which is amazing and great. Ah, cool. And something else that's on embargo. Oh, but this won't be coming out until it's out of embargo. Uh, the new Blood Rage uh, game from Asmodee folks. Oh, oh neat. Asmodee Digital. So. Um, neat. I think we've been playing a lot of... Uh, a lot of video games. A lot of video games. Like yeah. right now, we're 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 really digging into uh, Dynasty Warriors Nine. Everyone hates it. I don't see why. It's not terrible. It's. And I, I will say, folks should always be checking out the Epic Game Store if you're not opposed to PC games on principle, okay. uh, because they're giving out free games all the time. And while we're recording this, the latest Civ Civ Six, I guess it is, I, is yeah. for free. It's for free. Really? I've been hearing ads about that just. Just today, as I've been listening to other podcasts, I've been... Why haven't you said anything to me? Because I just heard about it today. Uh-huh. But when it comes out, when this shows out, that'll be gone, and you'll have missed it. So if John didn't tweet it out or post it on Facebook, you should shame him. Eh, we're not big But since PC he's editing gamers. this, you're not going to hear that. <laughs> Maybe. He uh, edits? Uh, what? Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. Wah-ha-ha. Uh, yes. Yeah. I... I edit the you know what out of this thing especially when i get all I the people when i said edit it sounded like i meant it but when you said edit it sounded like you had quotes around it i don't i don't know what you're talking about okay <laughs> i find most of the editing um i tend to do when i have got all the other regular hosts on the show <laughs> i'm I'm one of the big culprits. <laughs> you should teach Tim to edit. That's this sounds like a perfect job for Tim. Well, on the top on the subject of Tim, so Tim was doing a a segment called Games from Around the World, which was very popular. A lot of people liked it. It was a uh, it was his baby. It was, it was his baby. So, um, you know, it was I I thought it was pretty. I thought it was good. Yeah. And my one stipulation to him and was that um, you know, it'd be great and it'd be great if he did it. He he's just responsible for contacting people, get him on the show, and and editing his own segment. That's true. Oh, that's how we got Robin Laws on the show. He did. Uh huh. Yeah, I listened to that. It was it was very amusing because Tim contacted John and said, "Hey, yeah, I've got someone from Pellegrin, I guess. Pellegrin uh, Publishing. Yeah, it. yeah. And he's like, uh, someone named Robin. And we're like, D Laws. He's like, Yeah, like." Really? That's really cool. And and then, you know, we heard we listened to the episode and he had zero clue of who Robin was. And like it was pearls great. before swine. It really was. It was great. But in some ways that made the interview that much better. Right. Yes. <laughs> I love you, Tim. Don't ever change. <laughs> I mean He could change uh, a little. Unless your clothes smell bad and then you probably should change. Well, oh yes. Or you need to break a dollar. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah, I guess we need to have you play more games with us so you can review games. I mean, other than on your show. Sure. We like playing I mean, games with you. I like playing games with y'all. I don't like it when Tim picks the game because <laughs> the last game I played that Tim picked out was murderously bad. Which one was it? Do you know? I don't remember. We were at the uh, the nice Firefly Games place. Oh, okay. And it... I had a lake. I don't remember. It was bad. It was so bad I bleached it from my brain. <laughs> it had a lake. Wow. 
Alrighty then. Uh, there were cards on the table and yeah, I don't know. Tim and his lake games. <laughs> I, I swear, I I literally had such a horrible time playing the game that I was glad that Ruby was there to keep me entertained because oh. <laughs> the game was bad. Apparently you were involved in this game too, Ruby. Even <laughs> Ruby's know. like, what? I what Actually, I don't know that she played. Oh. I, it was after we had played the uh, the dungeon game thing and like, well, we had some time or something. And so, or Probably something. Super dungeon I, I explorer or something. Uh, who knows? Well, yeah, yeah, I do miss being able to have game days. I know, me too. <laughs> I mean, in the traditional kind of way. Right. Gaming to me is all about hanging out with friends, joking around, having a good time. Yes. This, this virtual stuff, I'm not super a fan of it. But, you know, if you got to scratch an itch, I guess it's okay. For me, it depends on the game. The biggest problem I have is that, like, if I'm running a role-playing game, at the table... I'm usually ready to go sideways at a moment's notice. It doesn't matter what the players are doing. Sure, whatever. But when I feel like I'm using resources online, I'm spending as much time struggling with the computer as I am gotcha. actually dealing with the players. And you're so disconnected already. So I feel like maybe if I do more of the, hey, let's do the session zero individually with the different players, it'll make it easier or stuff like that. We'll see. I don't know. But so anyway. we're opening back up now. Hooray! Yay! Yeah, yeah, for a bit at least. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how this opening back up goes. Got a lot of vacation left to use. I may take a take a bunch of it before uh, people storm the, or while people are storming the <laughs> library. You'd be like, oh, people, uh, people are coming back in next week. Uh, that seems like a good time for me to take about two weeks worth of vacation. <laughs> yeah, I've got twelve days worth. I I could do that. <laughs> I mean, all but, your cons that you were going to go to got canceled. That's well. I've got tickets to Board Game Geek Con. Is so that we'll still see. going? It's not till November. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Although they snuck a virtual con in there. Uh, oh, that's true. They did recently. What? Uh, the same weekend. Missed- the same weekend as uh, the last pandemic, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's that's all right. Um, I, I missed that. I missed the one for the uh, tabletop events, folks. The con of Champions. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot about all these. If it's if I'm not getting information from it from my peers on a regular basis, it doesn't exist to me. Mm. Well, you do kind of have a short attention span slash memory. That is true. Though that's better now that I'm breathing at night when I sleep. So that's good, too. Oh, that is good. I'm glad you're breathing at night. It means I have new luggage I have to carry with me when I travel, but uh, that's all right. I sleep like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any special... Um... Like face hugger mask. Right. Yes. Special yeah. coated uh, mask of some sort. Uh, it's just a new one. So hooray. Oh, but it isn't like themed. Like <laughs> they actually make or... a face hugger style mask for it. No, I've got to find one that works better oh. than the one I've got before I invest money in blitzing it up, glitzing it up. Gotcha. <laughs> Not bedazzled it yet. Donald down, will be in there 3D printing stuff to to put on Shh. it. He'll be like, I, oh, I, I need to have a full Mandalorian mask that I wear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this has been Donald Dennis. Thank you. Thank you for ending this. No. Yes, it has <laughs> been me, Donald Dennis. Uh, congratulations on another uh, or on your wonderful 100 episodes and hoping for, you know, at least another couple hundred more before uh, you, you get tired of doing all the work. 
you know, like you said, he does have some good friends that'll help out on occasion. Yeah. Those guys. What's, uh, what's their names? And yeah. And that other person. Mm. <laughs> and Ruby. Sorry. She, oh, she I also did her. thought that when Calvin was taking a more much more active part in the uh, in the radio drama at the beginning <laughs> of the episodes was hilarious. <laughs> I'll let him know that. Yes. Wait, he he was saying that that was one of his favorite things to do on the show was those was those types of things. Yeah. And unfortunately, his 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 work schedule has been even crazier. crazier. Yeah. yeah. So, all, all right. right. Anyway. Yep. So so listeners, go and. Um, Rewind this, listen to this again so that you can figure out where to find Donald on the internet. All over as Wolfsfio or at inversegenius.com. Or you can just listen to that right there. All right. Well, once again, thanks, Donald. And Thank you yeah, for hope all to, the entertainment. Yeah. Hope to have you on the show again or invade one of your shows again. Yes. Let's do this. What 100th episode of our show would be complete if we didn't have our one of our most frequent guests? And I think maybe one of our first uh, actual industry guests on, Ed Jowlett. How's it How's it going, Ed? Hi, John. Yeah, great. Um, happy 100th. You know, like, that's a serious achievement. A lot of podcasts never make it that far. So, you know, I am I am thrilled to bits that uh, you guys are doing so well. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep. I'm looking forward to 200. Why aren't we there yet? <laughs> well, you know, these things take time. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But yes, congratulations to you and all of your team. Really amazing job to get to 100. Well, well, thank you very much. Uh, so since you're here, is there anything new you want to talk about or, or, or updates you want to give us for Shades of Vengeance? Well, you know that I absolutely love to give you guys a little bit of an exclusive sneak peek. <laughs> so I thought that I'd do that. There are a few things uh, that are going on right now, and I think you'll consider them quite interesting, or at least I hope you will. Okay. So first of all, uh, we have a Titan's Rise. Some of you will already be aware that we did a an audio drama about the Bug War a little while back on uh, on Kickstarter, mm -hmm. and um, we do actually have another one of those in progress uh, with the same editor. Okay. Uh, bug War number two. It's an audio dramatization of the uh, second Bug War comic, Infiltration. However, A Titan's Rise is, I'd kind of say it's on a different scale to that. A Titan's Rise follows the life of a very central character, which I have not revealed to anyone until right now, because it's the story of Elliot Dragon. Oh, interesting. And Elliot Dragon, as many people know who know Era of the Consortium, is one of the core villains of the entire Era of the Consortium universe towards the end of the story. Um, he, uh, he is the probably the single person most responsible for the attack by the Consortium, using the Orion and that weapon, uh, attempting to wipe out 14 billion lives, uh, against which Stiletto Unit gave their lives. Mm -hmm. um, however, I, I really like three-dimensional villains. When when they're told well, you know, when when you start to understand how they got to where they are, that it, it's they can be really interesting and fun. And using an audio adaptation of some of the stories that are in the definitive edition, the fifth anniversary rulebook, using 
Um, some extra scenes, which I wrote with Leo Koch, who is the um, sort of the mastermind behind our audio content. And using an amazing composer and editor who also got us access to a Foley studio. Shout out to Zulian if she can, uh, if she's listening to this. I know, I know she often listens to your show. With sort of those guys and, and also a, an amazing cast of actors uh, led by perhaps a less amazing voice actor because uh, me, uh, <laughs> I, ended up, uh, I ended up being press ganged into playing Elliot Dragon. <laughs> uh, because apparently I sound like a villain Apparently Can't think why <laughs> I blame Star Wars um, Yeah, there you go <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, no uh, I, I was, um, you know It's it's a story which For me at least I, I you know, I wrote it I, I played the lead I can see how he got there You know, you, you, can, you can understand How he got to be the way he is he isn't just evil for the sake of it he is misguided and abused and lost and i think that it's it's a very compelling story to find out how a villain like that might become that sort of villain from being we we start with him as a 10 year old oh wow um so we go all the way back um, and again, those people who know the story of Era of the Consortium will know that that's also when he first features in the uh, um, in the rulebook. Um, but we've added a lot of flesh to that. So we've got four episodes um, that are just approaching done. And as soon as they're done, we're going up on Kickstarter. We've got uh, an episode when he's 10, an episode when he's sort of 17, 18, just finishing off school. We've got an episode when he goes and works for Smirtios Security and sort of he's in his early 20s, he's training. And then we've got an episode when he's the chief engineer aboard the Tyrannus Dawn. And this first half goes up right until after he loses his arm. Okay. And then we've also, I mean, we've recorded the entire thing. There's just still a lot of editing to do. Um, we've got a second half, which covers the remainder of his life from that point. Uh, another four episodes. You know, there's an episode when he rises to be the CEO of Open Technology. There's an episode uh, and invents the cranial implant and so on and so on. Does all that stuff. Um, there's an episode when he makes the sort of makes the decision to kill those 14 billion. How he reached that decision, why he reached that decision. And a lot more insight into his assistant, Catalina, um, who has mentioned several times in the stories. But we we give her a lot more a lot more of a personality a lot more of a focus in this story because although you know there's no Elliot Dragon doesn't have a love interest in his story that's not part of his his mm -hmm. journey right but Catalina is I'd almost say she's something that transcends love she's you know she's the other half of what he needs in order to be who he has to be okay and we very much explore that sort of that situation throughout the second half of a titan's rise so the 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 cast were all fantastic we had a really experienced capture artist who used to uh work for the penance rpg podcast okay which is a reasonably big podcast over here i don't know how big it is over there there's yeah we we had an amazing team zulian has composed unique music for this entire thing from beginning to end so you know we've gone through and we've discussed sort of the feel of every scene and she's gone and made custom music for every single one. Absolutely amazing stuff. Um, each episode is about 20, 25 minutes long. So it'll be about just under two hours of listening, I think, for the first first four episodes. Okay. That sounds like a lot um, of fun. Yeah, and we did full Foley for it. Um, I, I was the Foley wow. artist. So, you know, we went away and we went into a Foley studio 
and we captured the hesitant walking and the <laughs> running and the punching zimians and the, all the rest of it. Oh wow. <clears throat> That's really cool. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was really really great. Um, it was a really big project though. Um, we actually started, we actually recorded at the end of 2018. Oh wow! Um, and it's <laughs> taken us until now to get sorted out. Oh wow! That's that's how long it can take, you know, a, a, a proper sort of a proper AAA standard audio drama. Right. To do everything properly, and you know me, John, I I don't let sort of a substandard product go. It, it will be tweaked until it's perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and 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 you know, I, this is a story that that really speaks to me. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think anyone can lose their way and do the wrong thing. They may even regret it later. I'm not going to comment one way or the other on that for for Dragon. You're going to have to listen to it. But we do go beyond the point that we've ever explored within the actual book. So there's one episode that extends beyond 450 CE. Oh wow! Yeah, that's very interesting. And even beyond. <clears throat> even beyond, you know, the Plian Grathalon first contact, mm -hmm. it extends beyond, you know, all of the stuff that you've seen already, the psionics, all of it. It, it extends beyond there and gives a little bit of a hint huh. as to what's coming next for the consortium. Oh, that's very cool. That's very, very yeah. cool. So, yeah, I'm um, really, really proud of that. The first four episodes, we're hoping to get them done soon. I'm just waiting to receive episodes three and four in what should be, I hope, the final version. So we're really pretty close now. You know, we're, we're doing a good job and we're nearly there. But it's entirely thanks to, you know, the, the team, you know, Leo, Zulian and the others. They've worked really hard on it. Mm -hmm. Amazing cast of voice actors, uh, you know, complete, perhaps complete unknowns, but very, very enthusiastic people who really wanted to make this dream a reality, which is exactly what we're all about, isn't it? Right. That sounds very cool. Um, yeah. So that's the Titans Rise. We're also working very heavily on a couple of comics. Okay. And some of the listeners might know, and you may know as well, John, the vast majority of the time I work with someone else on comics. Right. I do co-writing. You know, I, I, we'll each do half of it. So what we do is we go through and we each choose the half that we think we're better suited for. So when it's John and myself, um, I'll often do a lot of the the kind of the actiony bits and he'll do some of the talky bits but with other with other writers it's the other way around so they'll do the action i'll do i'll do the talking then we'll sort of rotate and switch and 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 we'll go and uh swap that round and we'll edit each other's pieces okay so penumbra has been awaiting a, a sort of an inverted commas serious comic for for some time and we're working very hard on that but perhaps even more interesting i am working on a comic for melkart now melkart is perhaps an underappreciated character in era the empowered he's a cyborg who was uh his creator died just as he came online Melkart did not kill him, to clarify. I didn't go for that cliche. <laughs> no, his creator died of natural causes just as Melkart came online. And in the attempt to sort of find himself, he's taken in by the Harbingers, uh, the, the the bad guys, basically, the villains right. of the year of the Empowered. Oh, the Empowered, yeah. And he's used as almost like a PR piece. So he'll go and rescue people out of trees, uh, you know, cats out of trees. And, you know, he'll do all of the things you see Superman do. Uh -huh. And he'll credit the Harbingers for it. Because they're, you know, they're, they're trying towards some PR. And Aegis is having none of this. And, and there's a story in the rulebook that explores that. But at a later date, he becomes part of the Empowered Department when he realizes that he's been duped for this long. Huh. And... This story is actually going all the way back. Um, he travels in time, back in time. And it's it's effectively his last story. 
Uh, it's not explored in the rulebook itself, but uh, he goes back in time because there is an individual who has also travelled okay. and intends to stop the group Aegis ever getting together in the first place. Oh, interesting. So they're, they're planning to stop the first alliance between Blue Shift, Violet, Lacuna, and Penumbra. Huh. So on the one hand, we have the Penumbra comic, which is actually building to this alliance... Right. And then we have the Melkart comic, which is about making sure that it happens. Oh, that's interesting. And the reason uh, that I've gone through all this, um, uh, just referring back to what I said at the start of my my comments about comics, I am writing the Melkart comic solo. Um, so it's my very oh. first solo comic. Um, I've come up with what I think is an absolute, absolute awesome story. I have hired an artist who is amazing, uh, Robert Nix. Uh, really, really, really good. Um, and he's producing the pages exactly the way I envision them. There, There is no two ways about it. That's very cool. That's always good when that happens. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it didn't take much explanation to get him on the right track at all. Um, it's, it's really it's really great working with him. Um, and, uh, and, and, yeah, so Melcott, uh, we're about halfway through. Um, coronavirus has slowed it down. Right. Um, unfortunately, coronavirus has affected a number of our things. Tells the Empowered 2 in print just arrived today, for example. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Which is in time. You know, like, I think I committed July. Might have been June. June or July. Um, so they'll be sent out on time. That's not a problem at all. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, coronavirus has really affected a lot of people. And it's slowed down a lot of the stuff that we're doing. But, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our best to continue on and, and make sure that everything gets done. Because it's really important to me that we, you know, we've delivered 50 Kickstarters on time. I, I don't want number 51 to be late. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um... Lost Legend, uh, I'm working on very hard. Um, I'm now running an actual weekly campaign with a bunch of people on our Discord. We're still actually offering, I think I mentioned this before, last time we spoke, we're still offering um, daily games on our Discord. Uh, yes. In fact, uh, we absolutely had... anyone is welcome to join. Yeah. And we had the, um, we had the, the I was going to say, we had the link in our um, last show notes and I'll mm. definitely put them in this, in the show notes for this as well. Yeah. No, no experience necessary. We've got pre-made characters. All the GMs are used to dealing with new people. <laughs> Most of the GMs were new people to the system less than six months ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, like maybe they've been fans of the books, but they'd never actually really played with us or, or in any serious capacity with the system. Okay. So, you know, uh, anyone, please, if you're listening and you'd like to try out a game, try a game of Consortium and sort of find out a little more about Elliot Dragon or um, try a game of Era the Empowered and find out a little about the superhero universe. Who are the Harbingers? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're more than happy to... Um, to, to welcome new people. So please, please come along. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're keeping busy. It's it's coronavirus and it's horrible, but, you know, we can run games and we can spend time with people who enjoy games and enjoy our universes and want to play. And I think that that, that gives us an opportunity to, you know, what while the development maybe is a little bit delayed and there's nothing we can do about it, um, I would have liked to have Lost Legend done by now. Mm -hmm. I think that I think that it's it's really nice to have these opportunities to connect with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even people that we never would otherwise because, uh, you know, we'd be running conventions or whatever. Right. Exactly. I was I was just thinking that as well. A, a good opportunity to connect with not just with more people, but with people who, as you said, you wouldn't have, you might not have yeah. been able to connect with before. Yeah, I mean, and that was the opportunity that we got at Condemic, of course, uh -huh. um, uh, which was good fun. Um, I enjoyed playing with yourself, John, and uh, and the others. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. We're we're doing so UK Games Expo has gone virtual. Okay. Okay. And um, we're actually doing a multi-table event on Saturday afternoon and evening, which I guess in theory anyone can sign up for now. So uh, that's ukgamesexpo.co.uk, I think. Er, yes, it is. ukgamesexpo.co.uk. Um, the events aren't up yet, but um, they will be. And, uh, you know, um, we are... I, I'm looking at the map and the living campaign, which is, of course, also progressing. Uh-huh. And with all these games, it's progressing all the time. And um, the resistance is getting trounced. Um, they're really... They're getting annihilated. And um, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to do a multi-table event in an attempt to try and bring the resistance back a bit. Okay. Um, there's going to be, uh, again, something that no one else knows yet. Uh, the session is going to be around trying to get Labonus and the colonies in that region of space to actually declare independence from the consortium. So, I mean, the OutSystem Combine, sure, that's one thing. But actually getting a, a planet, you know, all the moons around a gas giant mm-hmm. to say, no, we're not part of the consortium anymore. That's what everyone's going to be aiming to do in this multi-table event. Oh, that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and the consortium aren't going to take it lying down, obviously. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm teaming up with Ben, who's one of the new newer GMs, to do that multi-table event, which is awesome. Yeah. No, we've we've got a lot planned, but everyone stay inside, stay safe. There's lots of options for virtual conventions. Uh, I've mentioned Condemic. I've mentioned UK Games Expo. Uh-huh. Uh, Gen Con has gone online. Right. Um, I would. I, I, I am looking for the way to offer sessions at Gen Con, because I'd like to. Okay. Yeah, that'd uh, be you really know, cool. I, I can't make it over in person, but again, just reaching people who might otherwise never hear of it or never have the opportunity. Yeah. And honestly, it's like I hadn't thought about UK uh, Game Expo because, you know, I'm I'm all it's the way okay. I'm right. across. Exactly. Yeah, I'm across the ocean from it. But but now it's like, wait a minute. Huh. There could be some neat stuff for me to be able to check out there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So yeah, um, I, I, I'm busy as always. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some great stuff coming up, and I, I really think it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to show you guys more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, keep an eye out. Um, you can sign up to our mailing list on our website if you, uh, if you want information um, about when it comes out. But yeah, keep an eye out for a Titan's Rise. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be really, really awesome. I hope. Sounds- I think. I believe. I believe. It's going to be really awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very self-deprecating about, about my own voice acting work. But everyone else who's listened to it really, really likes it and thinks I've done a really good job. So I don't consider myself a voice actor. But I do I do understand the character because I created him. Okay. And that, and that and sometimes that's all you really need. Yeah. I, uh, sometimes. And, and, you know, I directed the others around my inadequacies. <laughs> when needed um yeah no uh really really good stuff that's very cool i i'm excited to, to hear hear that especially since with you describing how you had access to a full uh a foley and a, and, a, and oh yeah a whole oh yeah of... yeah we we put a lot of time into we we did two full days at a foley studio oh wow super super yeah. jealous of that <laughs> yeah it was yeah fortunately um one of our number was a student at a local university at the time which has a a Foley studio I uh, was able to get a sin or it would have been really expensive. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Whole bunch of really cool stuff, Ed. Thank you very much. I, again, thanks. Thanks for coming back, coming back on the show. Um, happy birthday. <laughs> well, well, uh, the swarm cast. Well, happy too. 100. However it works. Right. Right. <laughs> well, thank you again, Ed. 
Um, I'm going to very welcome indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sure have, we'll be back for you. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and I have all sorts of links up in the show notes in our uh, links of vengeance section. Fantastic. All of our listeners can can check all that stuff out. Hey, this is Toast. Um, go ahead and leave a Swarmcast a message. Remember our number, area code 803-470-4439. Maybe we'll use our message on the air. Who knows? We've got somebody else who's here to join us on this momentous occasion. Um, so, hey, who do we have? It's, it's a returning guest, one of our favorites, Kurt Covert. What up? Yay, John. Hey, <laughs> happy 100th Swarmcast, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it kind of very very exciting. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on me. I, I didn't realize it was episode 100 until about uh three or four episodes ago. Well, you know, I have to say I was a little hesitant to come back on the show after last time because if you remember, if you recall, Toast threw me in the designer's dungeon, <laughs> and it took me a while to get out. Uh, in fact, um, I had to talk for almost like an hour until I could make my escape last time. If I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but i you know it was a hundredth episode i figured well we'll see it's i mean it's toast here is he i he's not I, I he's not him. likely to okay yeah i think he's distracted with something else right now so right, that's good thank god all right <laughs> well, wow well kurt uh since since we last had you on um quite a bit of things have uh happened in the world Itself. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, and that's it's really kind of affected the way a lot of things have gone down for a lot of um, uh, conventions and just the the gaming industry in general. Yeah, um, it turned it on its head completely. Right, but um, perhaps somewhat fortuitously uh, timed, uh, the Kickstarter for Cinder was was going on, and yeah, and it, that went off. Great went off well. I know you got some money from from me at the very least, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, last year was a little rough because we had some distribution hangups. Um, so this year is going to be my comeback year to rebuild a little bit. Um, and then of course everything just turned right upside down. But as you say, um, we did. We did launch Cinder that we talked about last time, mm -hmm. uh, our, our game about dating dragons without getting burned. Um, it funded uh, nicely, um, and that is on press and should be back by September. Um, and that will go to retail as well. So, okay. um, But, you know, I had a whole bunch of plans lined up for this year, and I think I, think I have changed all of those plans Sometimes, like on a daily basis, uh, a number of times, just trying to you know pivot as much as I can with the the day to day you know realizations of how to try to get through in this in this very new and strange world. Well, and I know I know some of that. Um, probably a big chunk of that was the different whatever conventions and such you probably had uh, planned to go to. Uh, I yeah. know I know for for a lot of folks, that's a good place to make some big announcements and really show off some of their, some of your games and such. And, uh, well, I know, for example, origins, uh, was originally going to be happening. What in a couple of weeks or so? Yeah. Uh, in a few mid, weeks, mid June. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, and now of course, digital origins still is. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, yeah, and that's been an interesting trend I've seen because um, uh, it wasn't just Origins. There's been a few other smaller conventions that um, that I know I was really looking forward to going to. Who when they when they fell through or really when they canceled, they also went to the more digital digital version of their their conventions. So that's been yeah. that's been interesting seeing first um, seeing first Origins of one of the big ones do that, and then see. Just recently, Gen Con announcing they're doing going to be doing a digital as well. Yeah, and uh, BGG uh, just kind of like popped up and surprised everyone last week. Right, right. <laughs> um, with what they called a digital uh, convention, but really what they did was they they kind of took the the broadcast section of what they typically do at major conventions, mm-hmm. and they replicated that. So. Um, and I think it's still on BG. You can see a lot of the the videos recorded, but uh, publishers got on and were talking about some of the things that were coming up um, and uh, showcased them on camera. So, um, and that was you know a pretty pretty focused um, experience, where I think some other conventions are trying to do a much deeper, more robust kind of affair. Uh, Origins, I think, is. Um, you know they they've they've bit off a big chunk. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how it all comes together. But um, I I'm excited. I I think with not a lot of time to plan, mm-hmm. um, that so far what I've seen of Digital Origins looks like you know they've got a little something for everybody. Everything from you know they've got you know kind of the seminar track. They've got um, a schedule of um, uh, Publishers coming on and either showcasing games or doing full playthroughs. Um, they've got um, an event hall where you can sign up for games and um, actually, you know, play them on things like Tabletop Simulator or uh, Tabletopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another place um, which is just like the the event hall. The, the I'm sorry, the convention hall, the exhibit hall where there's going to be a map of origins and you can click on a booth and go to a, a page that kind of showcases um, whatever the publisher would have, you know, showed you when you, when you walked up and it's up to them to actually like, you know, populate that and make it interesting and exciting. Um, but uh, you know, some of it are going to be videos, uh, showcases. Um, but I think the most interesting thing is going to be the event track, and so that's where we're spending a lot of our time and attention. Well, that sounds very cool. I've I've also noticed because Origins has just been making announcements almost uh, I, uh, two or three times a day about yeah. the different things that they're going to be that they're putting in there, and it looks like they're really leaning in to a lot of the. Um, the Twitch and podcasting community also to, to do things like host different, different aspects of, of it. And I know that they're going to have, what is it? Origins TV is going to be available for people to watch. That's right. We'll, we'll be part of that. We'll have a, a 50 minute segment um, where we're going to be uh, playing one of our games live. Oh, very cool. Yep. So, so um, is there any, what other things are you going to be bringing to a, uh, well, I guess let's let's talk about Origins. What other things are you going to be bringing to to Origins? Origins right. Online. Well, so um, in our little exhibit space, uh, like I said, we are going to have some some videos and showcases. Um, one of the things that we are going to be showcasing is the fact that um, 
uh, Cutthroat Caverns, the app, which we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. um, has been nominated for Best Digital Game uh, by the Origins Awards. So uh, they are going to still have the Origins Awards. It's still going to be revealed like, you know, well, winner. But honestly, um, I am delighted to to have been considered for this one. And I really want to call out the developer Cellblock Studios because these guys did basically the impossible. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> I think it's it's one thing to go ahead and like take a, a really solid puzzly kind of a game um, and put it in a digital environment. You know, if if you're gonna play, you know, Splendor, you know, even if it, whether it's against an opponent or an AI. You know, you're like, oh, how am I going to, like, do the things and get the most points? But Cutthroat Caverns, it's not about necessarily, like, the mechanics or the puzzle of playing. It's about the human interaction. And Cutthroat Caverns, the app, because we were so concerned about um, lag time and the amount of interrupts that you can constantly do to anything that happens, we're like, (laughs) well, we we can't make it multiplayer. And so it's all solo play against AIs. Well, how do you take this emotionally driven game where the human interaction is critical, it's like the game, and make it work in a digital environment? And sure enough, I mean, I basically, I sat with developers, um, and uh, James Simpson is is uh, one of those guys, and I said, okay, well, here are like the, here's like six broad personality types that I see come to my demo table, you know, all the time over like the 17 years that I've, you know, or I guess it's about 13 and a half that I've had cutthroat. But, um, so I know there's a guy who is, you know, playing tit for tat. You come after me, I'm coming after you. I know there's someone who has a grudge against somebody at the table and they don't care what happens? They're going after that guy. Someone is going to go after the leader. Someone is going to see uh, someone who looks like they're getting close to death, and they are just going to take them out. Like, and all of these things. I, as I start describing all the uh, all the different personality types and how they use each individual card in different situations, they ended up being able to code six different human personalities that behave not just strategically but emotionally wow and it's quite a feat you get the feeling that you're playing with live opponents and people will curse the little screen because they're like (laughs) (laughs) so like damn it orn what the hell are you doing to me man (laughs) so um and not only that when when you program cutthroat caverns um one of the things that killed it early on in development and because two other two other companies tried it but it's actually 27 mini apps because each creature basically operates in a different way. You have to reprogram the whole scenario based uh, on each okay. of those encounters. <clears throat> so in any case, I'm delighted that it got recognized. Um, Cutthroat Caverns, the original game back in 07, also got nominated for uh, for Best Board Game of the Year. Oh, wow. But... Um, so uh, it did not win lat the the original time, but um, but hopefully hopefully we'll squeak it through this time because I think I think not only is it built on a really fun game, but the achievement in what we did um, is really notable. So, but anyway, so we're gonna have we're gonna have you know 
a video of that on our website and uh, an invitation to, to go and try it. But um, we're also going to be talking about new products. So, again, last time I know we talked about the Deadlies, mm-hmm. um, yes. which is our, you know, kind of, you know, take that nasty card game about the seven deadly sins. Um, that game will we'll showcase, but we will have an event track. So you can actually join us on Tabletop Simulator, sign up for a slot, and then come play with either the designer or me, um, and we'll, we'll run the game. <clears throat> oh, that sounds very cool. Yeah, just like you came, came by uh, to our, our booth. Uh-huh. Um, and I debated, well, should we do just like quick demos and churn a lot of people? I was like, no, I mean, given this kind of environment, let's just play the game. And even if we only do, you know, five or six games uh a day on the deadlies well okay but we've we've really engaged with uh with people and i think that's that's what that's i think that's going to be the success in the end of digital origins is people getting to play with companies um and the designers in a way that they couldn't maybe otherwise okay at least that's the opportunity i see um that said, we are also going to be um, getting people excited for our brand new game. Oh, and what's what's this brand new game? Is, well, is it, I, pretend I haven't seen uh, any social media <laughs> or such within the past few weeks. What is yeah. this new game? <laughs> what is this new game? Uh, so we've got a game coming out uh, called The Night Cage. Um, the Night Cage is, uh, well, first of all, it's pretty interesting because um, after 14 plus years of doing nothing but backstabbing games, <laughs> this is going to be our first cooperative game. Okay, okay. Full, fully, fully co-op. Um, and it's uh, it's obviously kind of horror themed. Um, it's uh, a tile placement game that traps one to five lost souls with an otherworldly labyrinth of eternal darkness. You guys are all prisoners in this maze, and you have nothing but a weak candle to light your way. And what's really cool about this candle-lit labyrinth is the mechanic that the designers put into it. Um, The candle lights only the passageways that are one space away from you. And therefore, as you move, so does the light. Uh-huh. So as you move forward, you light up illuminating new passageways and you draw the tiles and place them on the board. As you leave the, the tiles behind you, if they no longer have light falling on them, they don't just go dark. They disappear completely from the board. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So if you retrace your steps, they're completely different. Oh, wow. Huh. Then, then on top of that, the edges of the board wrap. Okay. So if you head all the way to the left, you'll end up on the other side of the board. Right. Ah, That's right. Interesting. And if you fall into a pit, it's not a death sentence. What ends up happening is you fall for a turn into a void and then end up dropping back down from the top onto a place on the board. <laughs> And randomly draw a tile and hope you don't land on a monster because there are nasties in here with you. Huh. Okay. Uh, they despise the light. And anytime something moves within their line of sight, they strike out in all four directions as far as they can see. And hit any players that may ha- may be suddenly connected to them. Huh. 
So the whole game is you kind of like crawling on your like elbows because it's a very tight uh, tunnel um, with your candle trying to find a key. Everyone needs a key in order to escape. Then you have to converge on the only place you can all exist in one time, on a gate. And with your keys in hand on just one gate, you can escape. But what happens is, if you found, let's say, a gate pretty early on, well, I don't have a key. As soon as I walk away, that gate disappears forever. And there are only four gates. Oh. <laughs> um, if a monster hits me and we have to, we're forced to discard tiles from our, our stack of wax, mm-hmm. well, at that point, if I discard too many keys that way, we could lose that way. And there's just, it's got this cool, creepy feel of, you know, as you're, desperation as you're kind of crawling through. And once all the tiles oh. are gone off the stack, then we go to final flickers as the light closes in around us. We start removing more and more tiles from the board each turn huh. until finally either you win or you get stranded in eternal darkness forever. Oh, wow. That, yeah. that sounds pretty cool. That sounds neat. It, it's really neat. Um, the designers are uh, Chris Chan, Chris McMahon, and Ross Sanders. Um, they, When they were uh, first developing this game... They pitched to a lot of different um, design competitions, including like the Ion Award, um, okay. and they they won or placed in basically everything they submitted to. Um, so it's uh, it's already it's already got some uh, some nice notoriety. Um, hmm. It's got some accolades. And we've taken it since um, since I started working with them. We've been workshopping it together, um, and we've uh, enhanced it even a little bit further from where it had been great already. Now we've added a, a little bit more to it. Um, uh, some of those things are going to be stretch goals, um, as as we like you know, because there's a there's the core game, and now we're going to like you know kind of add and enhance the experience a bit. So okay, and this and this will actually have been. Um your second uh kickstarter if i'm not mistaken that is correct on, on, um, only the second <laughs> only only the second because um you know for the longest time i just you know i was able to kind of fund my own games um right. so you know i i didn't feel like i i needed to reach out after last year i definitely did like i said i got i got i got hit pretty hard with some distribution issues last year and and it hurt right so right. Uh, Cinder is part of this, uh, the solution there. And I think this game too, the night cage, um, it's, it's a great game for, uh, for Kickstarter. It's got a, this one, I think because it's a co-op because it can be played solo. I think there's, there's a lot of different levers in here. Uh, the horror theme that are going to appeal maybe even more broadly to, to folks than Cinder did. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. So we're going to actually, uh, launch the Kickstarter the Tuesday before uh, before Origins, and then during Origins, we are going to be running I think twenty four events a day because the three designers and I are going to be in a room each <laughs> playing with basically you know four players each, and uh-huh. so um, we'll be we'll be moving people every half hour in and out of those rooms. Oh wow, wow! So. Yeah, so we, we committed to really like dedicate 
literally all day to creating a robust event schedule so that people can kind of they can enjoy the games, they can play with us, they can get a taste for the game, and then, assuming they enjoy it like we we know they will, go right <laughs> over to the Kickstarter and say, yep, there we go. Yeah, that's great, actually. Yeah, because you can totally go, well, if you really like it, uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. Right now, It just yeah. started a, you know, a day or two ago. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, um, And I think, I think, I, I don't know what will be said, you know, uh, when when everything is all said and done about uh, digital origins. But I, I think there is, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Um, certainly it won't be the same as like getting in a big hall with everybody, but mm-hmm. man, if you can't do that, I think there is going to be plenty to go do and see. Um, so yeah, I, I encourage people to go and, and check it out. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like the digital origins digital Gen Con, all these, these digital conventions. I think it's it's opening up something uh, very interesting for everybody. I think yeah. they're going to... You're right. I don't think it's necessarily going to go away once we're able to all hang out with each other, but I, I, I think it's going to stick around to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what's interesting? Um, one of the things that I, I think will definitely stick around... Uh, I was talking to uh, some folks in the industry uh, just last week um a lot of these digital platforms you know tabletop simulator tabletopia you know all of that um i certainly never put um any of my games up on those systems before covid right uh, um you know i was like well you know i'm focused on the actual on the actual board games um but now that I've actually done it, trying to like ha- find some way to connect with people uh, during this situation, it's actually a pretty great tool. Um, now we're, we're using uh, Tabletop Simulator quite a bit. Um, it was a little bit more intuitive than I than I expected in terms of like creating stuff, and we haven't scripted everything. That would be like the next step. But okay. for us to, for us to do demos in that space, um, it's it's pretty nice, assuming you you, you kind of understand the tools of how to manipulate things in there. So, um, uh, it, it, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you, once you've got that handled, um, it's great. And we've started doing prototype testing. You know, obviously the oh, conventions okay. are that's where we go and we like hang out as a team, and we'll sit at nighttime between events and other things, and we'll play all the prototypes we're working on. And like do a lot of work while we're there. Well, we can't do that now. So the tabletop simulator environment is allowing us to prototype and test designs. Um, and instead of having to wait for Origins, now we just have to wait till Thursday. <laughs> and huh. that's so it's happening a lot more frequently, and a lot more work is getting done. Um, my team is largely remote. You know, some companies have had the, the advantage of like, you know, they go to an office where, you know, all their staff is. Right. I basically see my, my folks at, at conventions. So, um, so this has been a great opportunity, I think, uh, for me. And it's something I'm definitely going to be keep, you know, uh, continuing to do. Even when COVID ends, we're going to be doing this. And I think I'll, I'll use some of these digital tools, to promote our games more broadly. Okay. 
that sounds great. That sounds yeah. yeah that's it's it's a very interesting. Uh, you're right. I hadn't thought about the the being able to to test out prototypes that prototype stuff through um, yeah. through tabletop. Yeah, mm. and and even even with um, even connecting with uh, with media, um, mm-hmm. so the ability for me to say, oh hey, I know you have a demo copy of my game, but why don't we get on tabletop simulator and let me show it to you and we'll play together yeah like yeah it's so it's so great because now now there's that this great kind of you know, rich touch point and ps now i can i i finally figured out streaming where i can put <laughs> table tabletop simulator up on the screen with all of our windows and now we can like broadcast a great game of you and i playing like <laughs> it's awesome but you know i mean i'm a little bit I'm sure lots of people had this all figured out well before this, but this is all new stuff to me and I'm super excited about it. <laughs> well, yeah. And if nothing else, a lot more people are figuring out all of this stuff now too. So that's, yeah. and, and the more people in it, the the better it's going to get. Um, yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about it, but from most of the time on, on tabletop, if you would find a game, you would have you might have to find where someone's like, "Well, I've lo- uploaded a bunch of assets and stuff that right. I've either scanned or whatever in from my things." Whereas if uh, someone like I don't know uh, you coming in, you're like, "Well, sure, I it's it's it doesn't take much for me to load those assets in because I've already got them in hand." <laughs> Correct. You didn't have to scan the pieces, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, um, yeah, I'm 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 really thrilled with some of the new opportunities and I think they're not going to go away. Um, right. Um, one of the other things that we're working on too, um, we've got a, um, it's hard to wrap your head around. This is a, a bizarre little game, which I'm super psyched about. Um, I'm working on it together with Chris O'Neill from ninth level ninth games. Level? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they're they're a great group. Chris is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he had developed a game, um, which I'll get to in a minute. But he developed it, <laughs> and and he's like, yeah, it's I don't know how to describe it to you. I don't know how to market it. I love it, but quite honestly, we're really focused on like role playing and other things. And I'm not sure if I'm I don't I don't know when I'm going to get to it. But if you want to do it. Let's do it together. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is, it's going to be called um, Legacy of the Dungeon. Okay. Now, it's got some very high-level concepts. So you have to, like, first, like, grasp in your head before you can understand what this thing is all about. First of all, when you play it, it is a solo dungeon crawl game. Fair enough. It's it's card driven. It's got a small deck and a couple meeples. Um, and the other bizarre thing is that it is a pass along legacy game. So what I mean is you will play it completely through. Your mm-hmm. character is going to either win, die and become a ghost to haunt the place, become its new boss monster um, or become lost forever in the dungeon until someone else discovers them. And you're going to get a score, and you're going to ro- you know, write it down in the, the you know, Hall of Heroes. Um, and then, um, and by the way, while you're playing, every card 
you're going to be either writing on it or drawing a picture on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so when you encounter this, you know, evildoer, if it's named, you're going to draw the picture. If it's if it's got a picture, you're going to name it. Or if it's if it none if if it's completely blank, you choose. And <laughs> so so I could draw a picture of like this evil toaster with fangs. <laughs> and then someone else will encounter it and they'll have to describe they'll have to give it a name. But in any case, so you keep on creating every card you play and then when you're done, you get to pass it to a friend. Oh wow. Then they go through, they add to it and including their character which now may be lost in the dungeon and then they send it back to you or someone else and it keeps on getting bigger and bigger as oh, you go wow. so it's got like a good 13 15 plays in like this little little tiny deck before you know you finally kind of use it up per se <laughs> um but all the while you get to laugh at all the ridiculous stuff people are putting in there and um it just keeps on changing what the game is huh that that yeah. sounds really cool. <laughs> Here's the other crazy concept. Every card in the game is every single thing in the game. Meaning, it depends when you draw the card. That's what determines what it is at that moment. Huh. So, okay. at the beginning of your turn... You will draw a card from the bottom of the deck. That will be the room. On the back of the card is a blank map that you will draw the map. Just like old school D&D style. <laughs> okay. If it's a trap room, maybe I have drawn like a wedge of cheese with a piece of rope around it. You know? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but then, now I have to encounter the room. I draw another card. And because I have drawn it at that time, that's going to be the encounter. Maybe it's a monster, or maybe it's some kind of an event. And huh. I'm going to name it, draw it, and encounter it. Now, if it's a monster, I'm going to be fighting it. So I take the next card. Now that's my attack. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like every, you know, and once the creature's dead, I get to loot the dungeon. I draw a card, and that's going to be the loot. Huh. So it okay. every. And so it's like you, where you look on the card is it's going to be basically based on when you have drawn the card. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It's, it's pretty crazy. And what I, what I actually, one of the things that I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, kind of lending my two cents to was um, I, we're going to, we're going to sell it in a two pack. <laughs> okay. Right, they'll be shrinked, wrapped together. These two little decks, and you get you keep one and you play it, and you give one away immediately, and then you trade them. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got you've got like twenty six to thirty plays. Oh wow! Yeah. And you know, and I and I think we're going to be able to do that for basically like I think it's going to be like twenty bucks for like the two games. That's a good price point for that. That's, that's, a, that's right. It, yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that said, you know, it's 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 an uncoated stock so that you can use colored pencils or pens or whatever you want. So it's, you know, okay. um, <laughs> it's it's just 
it's I, there's nothing else like it. And I think that's what I really enjoyed. But he's like, yeah, but how do you market? It's like, yeah, all right, I don't know. Because <laughs> obviously it took me this long just to describe what the game is. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to have a, that's going to have a lot of um, a lot of cross play appeal to, to not just board gamers, but to role players as well. And, yeah. and just and people who like people who want to have. It's gonna to appeal to people who like solo games, people who have like legacy games, right? Um, and you, even though it's a, I'm gonna put it in air quotes, solo game, you're not, you're still playing with somebody else. Honestly, it's totally a solo game, well. but <laughs> but but then you get to you know you, you, you like let's say someone did the quest that is like you know encounter the 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 most rooms, but someone else has already done it twice right that makes it much harder so you're kind of competing with them for some of the quest points um you um you might have to uh face one of the people who has like done extremely well and now they are a boss monster and you've got to kill (laughs) their character i mean there's all kinds of fun interactions that come from people who previously played Mm -hmm. but the actual experience is still solo as you go through it and so it's 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 pretty pretty interesting that's going to create some interesting stories amongst yeah. uh, uh, friends and such. <laughs> yeah. Well, and really to demonstrate it, what I want to do is um, like, I'll send you a copy of the game mm-hmm. and then you send it to Tantrum House. Oh. And then Tantrum House sends it to the Dice Tower, right? Right. And each of you is adding your own stuff oh, and wow. talking about the crazy stuff that, oh my God, who who put this crazy... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, and that's going to be a good way to show that off, too. Yeah. So in any case, uh, we've got that coming um, towards. Uh, I think that'll probably be fall. We'll have that ready. So. OK. Very cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm really lucky I'd have it for Gen Con, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be that lucky. Gotcha. And yeah. then, like I said, Gen Con's going to be online as well uh, yeah. this year. Um, yeah. it's, it, I thought it was interesting that Origins was, was is currently trying to is is planning on having an actual physical Origins in October, right? And, and offline, we were both kind of well. You had mentioned you're like October, but uh, even that's kind of up in the air a little. Well, I mean, they they obviously you know, postponed it, hoping for the absolute best. Um, right. I, I honestly would love to believe that we can, we can get there by October, but you know, if you look at some of the trends as compared to like the, the 1918, uh, epidemic, right. You know, as it gets into October, November, everything spikes like crazy as the, the colder weather sets in. So I, I'm just, I think everyone's a little cautious about, you know, whether it is really the right time, but you know, yeah, we will see. Yeah, you're right. I, I think they're, they're being, they're being, being hopeful, but yeah, uh, but who knows? We won't yeah. really know until we get closer to, to October. Yep. Quite right. Um, it, it was interesting though. Cause I remember watching just, just watching, uh, through social media constantly trying to figure out, okay, which, which of these events have I been, trying to get to that that's that's finally going to announce that they're uh 
that they're having to postpone or cancel. And as soon as I saw, um, I think it was a uh, spiel, um, announced, oh, that, yeah. announced, announced that they weren't, they were, um, were closing for the year. I, I was like, Oh, Oh, Gen Con's, Gen Con's going to be announcing it very, very soon. And sure enough, within, I think the same 24 hours or so, Gen Con made their announcement. Yeah. Well, and I, I think there's a, there's, Better odds than not that all all conventions will be closed um, until we either get kind of a herd immunity or a vaccine out. Right. So right. you know, because uh, it's it's one thing to like you know, I'm delighted that some of the stores are are opening back up, um, but that's actually the benefit of being like a smaller, friendly local game store at this point. You know. Obviously, they've they've been getting killed sometimes by you know mass stores, chains, that kind of thing on on some product lines. Uh-huh. But but now they've got a benefit; they can really control traffic. They can control the policies of people going in. They can they can really kind of make it a safe environment easier than like a lot of big box stores. Oh yeah, so definitely. So I I think um, I think the local retailer is going to is going to be able to to rebound in in starting in the next couple weeks and uh, you know i think if we go in there knowing that we're not just you know hanging around knowing that we're not going to be able to you know use the demo space right now but um, right. but be able to get the games we want and still support our local retailers i think i think you know that's going to be great so yeah, I agree. But right. it's hard yeah. hard to imagine seventy thousand people getting together though. That's <laughs> right, right. That's the problem. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm remembering those those mornings when you're waiting for like the uh the exhibit hall or, or the vending hall to open up, just oh, the yeah. big crowds of people there and, and yeah, that that close because uh, 'cause you're definitely not um six feet away from everybody no. that's there. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like people you know, haven't gone home with con crud you know <laughs> right so th- this would be like you know times x <laughs> right yeah and 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 we we were kind of joking about when this when this whole thing started i was like well i bet you most of the gamers are probably going to be okay because uh over the years of all the con crud and stuff we've built up such a uh, <laughs> a hard you know hard immunity to a bunch of this stuff <laughs> Yeah. Well, honestly, no joke though. Um, I think, um, I, I've been not immune to con crud, but I'm always very hyper aware of, uh-huh. um, of washing my hands and hygiene and everything else when I'm at a convention, because, um, you know, I, I know when you have that many people together, it's, you know, it's just bound to happen. So, oh yeah. um, and I think, uh, I think people are going to get into a habit that might actually um, help curb con crud later on because people may be kind of more in the habit of doing stuff like that. Right. And I, and I think um, seeing uh, face masks out in, in large crowds and such, I don't think that's going to completely go away. I think we're still going to see a lot of that for quite some time. And um, so now's the time to, to get in on making like your uh, your smirk and dagger or smirk and laughter uh, face masks. <laughs> can you can you imagine a smirky mask? That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was joking uh, 
just the other day with some of the other hosts from the the Swarmcast saying, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we need to make we need to put a, a Swarmcast uh, face mask out there somehow. I don't know what that's gonna be, but we need to do that." <laughs> well, this has all been really, really, really cool stuff, um, and you know we're always just happy to have you on on the show, Kurt. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, all all your games have been so much fun. In fact, you know what? I think it'd be great to for our listeners to get a chance to um, win a one or t- more, maybe two, a couple of uh, of your games. How does that sound? That sounds awesome to celebrate the year one hundredth. And so, how about this? We'll do the Menace Among Us, mm-hmm. which is an amazing um, it's a social deduction sci-fi, almost like a Battlestar Galactica in forty minutes kind of a game. Plus. The Deadlies, our latest one. Ooh. Um, it'd be a nice two-pack. Be, it's great. Listeners, here's what you can do. Call up the Swarmcast phone number, area code 803-470-4439. You'll get the little recorded message from Toast, and you can leave him a message and say, uh, you know, happy 100. And, of course, you know, make sure we have your name and a way to contact you. And then we'll we'll draw a winner from all of the people who call in, and, and one lucky person uh, is going to get a copy of Menace Among Us, and one lucky person is going to get a copy of The Deadlies. Yeah, I like it. Does it come with like a a, a cupcake with a candle too? <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe it maybe, does. Maybe just for toast. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, anybody who leaves a message, of course, let us know if it's okay to play your message on the show and then on 101 or 102 or whenever depending on how many we get we'll play those messages that is fun all right well well so kurt is there any anything else you you want to you want to say or anything you want to leave us with well before we um before we end this interview so you can get out of here before toast throws you back in the designer's dungeon oh yeah i gotta get here for that okay yeah i would just want to say uh everyone be safe stay well stay sane and go play some games and where can where can our listeners find you on the social media and on the internet? Right, so Smirk and Dagger on Facebook and uh, SmirkandDagger dot com uh, over to our website. So yeah, we will see you all hopefully at Digital Origins. You're still listening, and and we we definitely appreciate that. I've got Ruby with me still. Hey guys. And we have with us um, Aaron Stimson from Twice Live Games and from uh, other stuff that he works on. He, he can't see you gesturing I know, I'm towards gesturing, the empty air. I'm gesticulating wildly. Pointing at me in, in virtual, virtual <laughs> pointing here. So how is it going, Aaron? Uh, wonderful. Uh, you know, it's just uh, raining here a little bit. But uh, other than that, and through the COVID, cough a couple times. It's not Rona, I promise. Happy 100th casting here with Swarmcast. So that's great. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah Didn't know awesome. if we'd make it or not. Oh my gosh. It's 100 <laughs> years, right? What? Yes, 100 years. It it's, definitely ages you. Yeah. It's, it's been a long 100 years. Ages. Yeah. It kind of feels like it sometimes with this uh, uh, Rona. Rona. Yeah. But um, yeah, with Twice a Lot of Games, we've been working on, uh, since we can't get out to a lot of the, the conventions, you know, as you do, mm-hmm. we've been working a lot of artwork. And to finalize a lot of that, I've gotten um, a lot of uh, back and forth uh, emails and texts, whatnot, just trying to get that artwork finalized and um, make sure we have enough. One of the things that you need to note as a game designer, make sure you communicate that you have the right amount of spaces for your game to your artist. Otherwise, 
Um, they may have a few less spaces that your marker needs to move in their <laughs> art design. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll end up doing redoing the art again. So to kind of stretch out, <laughs> stretch out that art to make it fit the uh, the amount of spaces you actually need your markers or your little meeples, as you will. But, um, gotcha. Yeah, we've been trying to figure out, you know, what is the what is in the future for uh, Twice Live Games and moving forward, and uh, trying to figure out, you know, which conventions most of our uh, most of our drive comes from those conventions. Mm-hmm. They get the news out, and we're starting to gain press a little flesh. bit of traction. Yeah. What's that now? Just go out and press the flesh. That's it. I mean, you got to get in people's faces. You got to really push in a good forward. Way. I mean, we've got it, uh, in a good way. A good way, of course. <laughs> us with our zombies and, and we've got some new additions that we're going to be adding to our display wonderful that, uh yeah that john dyer's got every time i talk to him he's got some new thing new fangled thing that he wants to add to the display and went to his house just recently this is great <laughs> to his house just recently and he uh eating having a good time uh-huh. you know, with the family and whatnot and he pulls out this horn and I'm like, I'm like, what is this for? It's got the Tross logo. The Tross, Tross has got, Tross is one of our strategic games. Uh-huh, and he's uh-huh. got the Tross logo on this horn. And he's like, okay, I got this idea. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm always up for this ride from this guy. It's crazy. It's fun. And um, he's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to get the hype going and we're going to blow these horns. He says, I've got two of them. So you're going to have one. I'm going to have one. And <laughs> so we're going to blow these horns gonna get everybody's attention he says it only took me a little while to sit down i I try i attempt i attempt my best arm blowing skills (laughs) it's a little uh it's like a it's a horn i mean it's literally like a a, an animal horn okay 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 Okay. so it's got the you know got the fur and everything and um (laughs) i'm attempting this this blast and it, it doesn't exactly turn out like i thought more like a, a you know a something dying, a, <laughs> a bleat, not a blow. Oh, <laughs> a bleat, not a blow. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're just trying to amp it up. You know, not just have the uh, the typical uh, picture image behind you, right? Um, with the table in front. Um, that is not. That is definitely not John Dyer fashion. I was going to say we did um, miss seeing him. We did miss seeing John at the last convention we were able to go to, which was Tantrum Con, that you were there. Tantrum Con, yes. I and I'll be honest with you, I kind of oh, missed gosh. him too. It's when our whole crew there, we get the we get it going. Yeah, it's you a have lot a certain energy when you're with those people. Absolutely, we're a bunch of nuts anyway. <laughs> oh, it really fits. I mean, you got Dan, John, and I, and it's just we're just crazy, and we have a lot of fun. I don't know that we sell a whole lot of games, but dang it. Have a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what the podcast is like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we may not have a lot of listeners, but we always we have, have fun. We have, doing always it. have a lot of fun. I think we've got more listeners than than I realize. I think you're right. They it's, just it's, aren't very it's vocal. quality, quality, not quantity. Right? Is yeah. that is that what we're shooting for? Yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of that's, what, that's what's up with that's what's up with twice a lot of games. I mean, I'm thinking of I'm trying to pick up another store in Tennessee. Uh huh. At Knoxville, okay. I pick up another okay. store in Knoxville right now. Um, they don't know it yet. They don't know <laughs> it. Yet. You're gonna slip it in. It's a big. It's a, yeah, absolutely. We uh, I went there and it's it's one of the biggest stores I've ever seen. As, far as games, it's mm-hmm. it's pure games. It's not like a, a mixture of okay. uh, 
paraphernalia of like game, game uh, comics and, and miniature stuff. No, it's just pure games. Nice. Uh, okay. From what I could tell. And they've got your miniature tables in the back. It's huge. A warehouse. Crazy. Well, that'll be really cool. I, I, I wish you guys yeah. all the luck with that. I do too. I like seeing your game. We yeah. go to our local place, Firefly, and there's... And I go, hey, there's there's Midnight Zombie Sabotage. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah, we're still, we always have traction with that game. Great game. So how has this affected things like, um, oh gosh, uh, trying to uh, workshop or, or work on new games for, for you guys? Oh, that's a good Lots question. Lots of meetings. Oh, we have the, we've been, of course, we've been doing the online, you know, Zoom and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, whatever, uh-huh. you know, you can get your hands on. And um, it's it's mostly been back and forth between Dan and I, because Dan is like a beast when it comes to new He's games and ideas creative. and mechanics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Super creative. And the guy's played like, I don't know, like 5 billion games or something like that. <laughs> okay. And so he's got all these mechanics in his head. So we're always shooting these new ideas. He's got two new games that he's working on already um, that he's just kind of shopping. And so we just go back and forth with the mechanics. And um, I'm basically here to kind of poke holes. That's a, the, that's a very handy skill yeah. for games. Yeah. To say, what, what about this? What about that? Um, but we've got that going on. And um, occasionally when um, John – and John is just crazy busy. Like that dude – well, I don't know how he even. He, he has he, quite a few kids, and he was a teacher, and he's very everything. Yeah, yeah. Volunteers for stuff. Yeah, that's going all the time. So um, he'll poke his he'll poke his head in uh, every once in a while and um, a nugget of uh, gold there, and just kind of we kind of feed off that for a while. But um, <laughs> we're just kind of feed. We're mostly designing more games and just kind of helping out with dance, uh, dance ventures. And um, we, the next game that we have, we're really trying to push, uh, is called Color Rush. And I'm not sure if we're going to land on that title. Um, it's between um, Dan and John. And Dan um, is the one that came up with the sniper game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Came up with the uh, Ghost of War. Yes, the that's what it's for called. Pa- Pavlichenko. Yeah, I think he's wanting to eventually make that into like a series. Okay, you'd have Ghost of War, hmm. uh, and fill in the blank, and you know you'll have different. It's not just the same uh, same game rehashed or reskinned. Okay, but uh, it'll it'll have a different feature to it or a different aspect to it of why. Okay, why that fits that particular uh, sniper or scenario. Yeah. That's okay, neat. that'll be cool. That'll be really neat. Yeah. We don't get to talk with Dan much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's he's got kids as well. Uh, very very busy guy as well. So I'm the least busy. Um, <laughs> I don't have kids yet, uh, and and apparently I don't have a job right now either. So <laughs> well, just, a lot of people just, don't know, right casualty, now. Casualties of Rona, but you know it's given me a lot of time to work in my yard, so that's great. <laughs> Yeah, yard work. We yep. did buy new yard yep. tools ourselves. The best yard in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I know our neighborhood's glad that we're getting time in the yard because, oof. <laughs> uh, John, I want to hear about like some of the things, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. What things have you been working on? Have you got a chance to work on anything? Yeah. I. Well, as far as uh, the games I've been working on, I, I did, I want to say shortly after... Um, I, I came home. See, you put him <laughs> on the spot. That's great. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Because I, I know um, you and a, and a couple other people have gotten to play the 
my uh, my imps game. I dirty think deeds. Or dirty yes. deeds. I, I think we're 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 landing on calling it dirty deeds at this point. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so like I've that. I've kind of reworked that um, quite a bit since since we played since since I got yeah. to play it with you. Um, and I know I've put a little bit more art in there. I even added a, a little mini expansion to it. Yes. <laughs> ah. The game hasn't even come like out it. and he's already adding yeah. little things. Yes. I think it was it already it, felt like it needed an expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was mainly to 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 do that to add that what fifth player yeah, element to it. Cuz yes. that's a, that's a big thing. Um I've got Were you able to extend extend that main game mechanic or did you just stick with the same flow of game? Uh, it's got a similar flow now. This is going to be interesting. The listeners are going to be like, "What are they what are talking, talking about?" about? It's yeah. a, <laughs> it's, about? Got, it's got a similar flow, but a lot of the the feedback I got from yeah from from you and a, and a couple other people at, at Tantrum Con, um, I kind of worked that in there. So now instead of having just just cards with a positive value and cards with a negative value, you get a card and it's got the positive and the negative value on it. So you have to kind of yes. choose which way to go. So if nothing else, it's made the deck a little bit smaller, which, right. which I like. Um, and it's given Ooh. that it's given um, from when we were playing. I was like, yeah, you know, there's like three a little more tactical. There's three different tactics you could really choose to, you know, your play style can really you can really kind of use whatever your your preferred play style is when playing yeah. this game now. So that's okay. So if it went from like a two two choice to like a three choice play style, yeah. What I mean, yeah. yeah. I really like that dual card. You can actually it, it adds to the choice. It does. Yeah, uh, and that's that seems to be uh, the direction things are going. There's a there's a game called Seven and Seven out there. That sounds uh, like has a drink a to me. Mechanic. It does sound like it, and well, and the logo <laughs> kind of looks like it too. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's um, it's a it's a fun little uh, filler game. Um, that's yeah. what I, that's how it, I, I'd categorize it. Okay. Uh, and it's got that same mechanic where you're flipping them over and whatnot. You kind of choose. So I love I love any game that has that has that cool mechanic yeah. or multiple things you can do with the cards. But yeah, I have a, a few other games I've been working on and off on. One involving building a building evil giant robots. robots, evil robots with mustaches. Yeah. Because cool. that's how you know it's evil. <laughs> they got mustaches. Yeah. They have mustaches. That is fantastic. I love the quirkiness of, of your game. <laughs> well, the one I played, uh-huh. she's got that quirky, that quirky humor. That if you're not paying attention, that is John's style. Got to pay attention. You got <laughs> You'll catch it if you're paying attention, or if you get the references. Love that. Right. So, and and with my uh, with my experience uh, as a podcaster and working at gaming conventions, I have a game that's about building a making a podcast. Yes. <laughs> my gosh. And and I'm working on a game a game about uh, trying to to lure different uh, gamer mice to your gaming convention. Yes. See, this is fantastic. <laughs> Love this. So you have an alternate theme alternate theme that really hasn't been tapped. What game? Gaming mice? I, I mean, <laughs> oh no! Like game making a podcast? A game about making a game a that you're making a podcast? That's brilliant! <laughs> I've got to play that. It's it sounds, it's pretty. It neat. sounds fun and funny. <laughs> One of these days, we'll be able to actually get together again and have a cookout like we were planning. Cookout and lots of game gameage. Yes. Yep. Is that even funny. a thing? Gameage. Gameage. Sure. 
It sure is. We'll make it a thing. Just now. <laughs> put a put a trademark on that. <laughs> uh, tell Dan to come up with a a, a game, game around it called Gameage. <laughs> Image. Oh, he do he would probably do it in a heartbeat. It's crazy. It's a, it's a game about um, gaming gamers and cabbage. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gamers and cabbage. You're you're a gamer, but in order to get money to buy your new games, you have to harvest cabbage. So it's called gameage. Be a delight. <laughs> wow. There's gotta be food involved, right? Of course. And and the components are like real heads of cabbage. Because you know cabbage is cheap. It is interesting to see uh, how people have shifted to virtual conventions. I'm okay. noticing you've got ta- uh, Tabletopia, things like Tabletopia, and right. there's, there's several of them out there that have the virtual gaming right. platform thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. a lot of people are starting to do that as well. I was actually thinking about creating a game specifically for uh, a platform like that. What is that one See? called? Which one? That uh, you were talking about? View? Viewmaster? Not Viewmaster. Wow. A view? A view screen? Is that it? Yeah, but that's that's an RPG. RPG. Yeah. There's um yeah I I found an RPG that actually was was made years and years and years ago. For when people used oh. to use just Google Hangouts, and it was specifically made for that platform, called ViewScream. ViewScream, um, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a horror themed, but it's supposed to be a sci-fi horror. It's a very indie themed. game. So, so basically, uh, whatever your whatever people see on when you're looking at your screen, it's supposed to be like like everybody's on a spaceship that's that's on fire or going down or something like that. And so oh. the screens are actually your like, wherever you are on the ship. Yeah, wherever you on the ship, it's you communicating with the other, the other people on the on the ship. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Again, I want to want to thank you very much for for taking time out of your your busy schedule, Aaron, to uh, join us here on our hundredth episode. My busy schedule on our hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once again, uh, where can can folks? Where can our listeners go to f- to get more information or find out or keep track tabs of uh, or buy product of, or buy products? More importantly, yes, uh, for for you guys with Twice Alive Games, free to find us either on Facebook Twice Alive Games or to twicealivegames.com. and there you'll see a list of all of our current games and two of which we have on uh, per- for purchase right now. So you can find all that there. Wonderful. Okay. Everyone should go and try to buy a uh, Tross. Tross is fun. Tross. Yes. If you think you're good at checkers and chess, I Tross. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you again, Aaron. I uh, hope to, to talk with you again soon. It'll be, and I hope that we, we can hang out with each other soon. That'd be great, too. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll meet in person sometime. That'd be great. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. We have somebody on the virtual line with us right now. Hey, who's the, who are we talking with? Well, this is Mark Spector from Grand Gamers Guild. Hi, Mark. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day here in Michigan. Uh, first day, one of the first days we get to open our windows and enjoy fresh air as opposed to uh, heat or air conditioning. Happy 100th episode. I really appreciate you uh, having me on here to celebrate that milestone. And, uh, you know, and uh, talk about all my wares all over again. But certainly, you know, <laughs> hitting 100 episodes is, uh, you know, 
something to be proud of. Yeah. You know, a lot of people pod fade well before then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad that you could come on with us. Uh, I know one game I'm really looking forward to is Garinto. And I am really looking forward to putting it in your hands. Believe it. <laughs> yeah, last, last time uh, you were on the show, I believe Garinto was in Kickstarter, or it was just getting ready to hit Kickstarter. Uh, in fact, we had we'd been able to we'd been fortunate enough to do a review of uh, we we had gotten our hands on the copy of the reviewer copy yeah and Ruby and I had gotten to play it. I believe we 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 got to play it right the same the very last day of Scarab Gaming Convention. Yeah. So we're both tired as all get you up. know what and <laughs> uh, and um, but that did not hinder our experience of Garinto at all. So Garinto continues to move forward at a really rapid clip. Uh-huh. Uh, I should be getting an actual proof in hand here in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, even though the pandemic has really slowed things down, uh, looking at other projects, I fingers crossed, like, I will not promise this, but I am pushing, pushing, pushing to have this in backers hands before the end of the year. That would I be, really think it's possible. That would be really neat. Yeah, that's super. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your other games? Yeah, sure. So I guess one other thing worth saying about Garento is that if you really need to have that abstract itch scratched before you have your copy in hand, there is actually a Garento mod available on both Tabletop Simulator and Tabletop Playground. Yeah. Um, as far as other games go, uh, the big deal right now is Endangered, which is our co-op about saving endangered species. Uh, that has uh, th- th- this was supposed to be the convention season when it was going to shine. Yeah. But with conventions falling like dominoes, you know, we're just doing our best to push it as much as we can. So we were actually at the BGG.com line today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, promoted it there. Orders seem to keep coming in. Whenever anyone sees footage of it, we uh, definitely see an influx. Uh, Tom Vassell did a live playthrough. Z Garcia gave it the Dice Tower seal of approval. And yeah, anyone who plays it seems to, and who likes co-ops and who likes the story we're trying to tell, seems to find it really engaging. So we're super proud of it. That's very cool. Yeah, I've seen some really neat neat, uh, neat pictures and stuff and heard a lot of neat stuff about Endangered so far. I hadn't, but I don't pay that close of attention to board game news. So. Aha. So when I bring it to the table, you'll be even more surprised. Exactly. So the biggest, the biggest complaint we're getting right now about Endangered is people want more content. And I'll just simply say I cannot provide an exact time frame, but yes, more content is coming. <laughs> uh, we definitely want to put out more scenarios, uh, and some other uh, bits and bobbins that we have up our sleeve. If you actually go to our web store, there is some very inexpensive stuff you can download. Another role, as well as some campaign cards that string together your individual games, if uh, if that's your thing. Okay. That's very awesome. So where's a good place then, this is a good segue for that, for our listeners to to uh, check out Grand Gamers Guild. Sure. So if you're looking to actually buy our products, the best place to go is to grandgamersguild.com. Our web store is right there. Uh, And then beyond that, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if you search Grand Gamers Guild, you will find us. Very cool. I don't know if we uh, talked about this at all last time, but I do have a nifty little card game designed by Josh Mills and Nat LeVan called Aldabas, which means door knockers in Spanish. It is puzzly, and it's one of those games where you have just very simple deck of cards that has some rules around it, and you are putting together your best tableau. And it's it's very tightly coupled in the way that you build your tableau and the way that it's built will will affect how it's how the different cards score off of one another. 
It uh, plays two to four in just about 30 to 40 minutes. And we're looking forward to making that beautiful and bringing that one out before long as well. And then, of course, I have another half dozen projects that I have every hope and desire of signing. But, uh, <laughs> but they're kind of on the bubble just waiting for yeah. things to, uh, you know, get a jump start again. Well, that's very cool, Mark. Um, again, I wanted to thank you for, for coming on the show. Like uh, like you said, this is our 100th episode. And I know we had fun talking with you last time with about Garinto and such. And uh, looking forward to everything that you guys have got coming out with grand gamers guild it's it's, uh, it's a real pleasure to be here and to help you celebrate 100 eps so awesome swamcast i got your number i'll call you all the time area code 803-470-4439 470 The following game reviews were submitted by attendees at Scarab Gaming Convention. Name of the game, a jackal. Name of the reviewer, Joe. The good. Loved this game before, still haven't now. It's always a good fidget game. High key, I just like putting it together. The bad. A jackal competitions are better with multiple games for sure, but grab a few and go and see who is the fastest. Other. You can totally just see how long it takes you and just do that instead of the scary beeper. Recommend? Yes. Bye. Yes. The name of the game, Pajagal. Name of the reviewer, Dominique. Good. Fun and simple for all ages. Pretty simple and quick. Bad. The only thing stopping it from being fun for toddlers is the tiny pieces. Other. None. Recommend? Yes. Ah, yes. Parks, reviewed by Miriam. The Good. A visually gorgeous game, National Parks is a peaceful, satisfying resource management game. Compliments are well thought out and cleverly named. Beautiful pieces as well. The Bad. There is no downside to this game. Other. I'm an occasional gamer, so I'm pretty quick to decide if a game is worth my time. This was a definite yes. Recommend? Yes. Bye? Yes. Parks. Reviewed by Joe. The good. The artwork is amazing on the game. It's simple, but plays really well, so it's a good game all around. The bad. Not that I can see. Other. None. Recommend? Yes. Bye? Maybe. Name of the game? Whitson Wagers. Reviewed by Sarah. The good. It's a fun game with random trivia no one knows, so anybody can play. The bad, none. Other, it's a fun family slash friend party game. Recommend, yes. Buy, yes. Wits and Ragers, reviewed by Miriam. The good, the makers of a super fun say anything bring you wits and wagers. The bad. The boring, annoying sister of a super fun game. If you like knowing stuff and gambling, then you may like this. The other. 
I may be crabby, but I don't much care about learning facts that maybe are out of date and I won't remember anyway. Recommend? No. Buy? No. Name of the game. Attenda Shuffle. Name of the reviewer. Joe. The good. Very cute, high-quality kids game. Easy to play and understand. If you have kids, this is a great starter game for entry into board games. Bad. None. Other. You even have two boards to choose from to start on. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Maybe. Name of the game? New York Slice. Reviewed by Joe. The good. Very cute and thematic. The pieces are adorable and I love the design. The bad. None. The other. None. Recommend yes. Buy yes. Palaces. Reviewed by Anthony. The good. Fun auction filler set collection. The bad. Very lightweight game. Other. Plastic towers are kind of cheap and not thematic. Recommend yes. Buy maybe. Palaces. Reviewed by Jennifer. The good. Simple to learn. The bad. Auction mechanic doesn't allow for multiple bids. Other, it's the tower building. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. The name of the game, Savage Worlds Aliens vs. Rednecks. Reviewed by Nick. The good, we were aliens pretending to be rednecks. Can it get any better than that? The bad, none. The other, this was very fun comedy scenario for Savage Worlds. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Savage Worlds Aliens vs. Rednecks. Reviewed by Paul. The Good. Great. Oh my goodness. Story, miniatures, accessories, backstories. The Bad. None. The Other. Would play recommend for all day. What a great GM. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Savage Worlds Aliens vs. Rednecks. Reviewed by Lissa. The good. Pre-gens were great. Super easy roleplay. Very campy setting with lots of laughs. The The GM, Darren, encouraged all the silliness. The bad, none. Other, I would play this setting with this GM again. Recommend yes, buy, yes. Aliens versus Rednecks. Reviewed by Dan. The good. Hilarious scenario. Love Savage Worlds. Good GM and well done pre-gen characters. The bad. We were right next to the munchkin people who are really loud. Other. None. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Yes. Name of the game. Shattering 6th edition demo. Name of the reviewer. Lisa. The good. Informative session for changes to system. Good to play with explanation as we go. Bad. Hard to focus on just the rules in the beginning of the session. Monday morning fault? Question mark. Other. None. Recommend. Maybe. Five. Maybe. Name of the game. Shadowrun 6th edition demo. Name of the reviewer. Dave. The good. Quick and dirty. Snatch and grab. The bad. New system learning. Other. Early morning. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Yes. Name of the game. Shadowrun 6th edition demo. Name of the reviewer. Steve. 
the good, first time playing the new 6th edition. It went smooth enough. The new rules did not break it. Bad. The old books are out. More books to buy. Other. Nothing. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Maybe. 6th edition demo. Name of the reviewer. Rick. Good. Great for getting info on the new edition changes. The bad. None. Other. Great game. Glad to see it here. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Yes. Sixth edition demo. Name of the reviewer. Michael. Good. Fascinating setting. Interesting game mechanics. Excellent role-playing potential. The bad. Complicated system with lots of stats to keep track of. Not similar to other common systems. There's a steep learning curve. Other. Highly recommend to those who like cyberpunk settings. Example, Ghost in the Shell, Blade Runner, etc. Along with fantasy. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Maybe. Name of the game. Shatteron, 6th edition demo. Name of the reviewer. Reggie. The good. Awesome delivery of rules and differences. The bad. None. Other. None. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Yes. Titan's Grave. Reviewed by Nick. The good. Very fun and interesting characters. A lot of adventure and exploration. The bad. None. Other. The game uses the fantasy age rules. Easy to learn. A lot of fun. Robert Hensley was a great GM. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Name of the game. Ghost of War. Unpub game. Reviewed by Patrick. The good. This was well-crafted, well-made, and had solid rules. The bad, not much, only there is like a 20% chance of the sniper winning. The other, none. Recommend, yes. Buy, yes. Ghost of War, unpub game. Reviewed by Jackie. The good, lots of fun. The bad, the sniper has a hard time winning. The other, unfortunately you can't buy this yet. Recommend, Yes. Bye. When available. Yes. Alright, that's it. That's the end of episode 100. Ha ha! Here's hoping that we can maintain speed for another 100 at the very least. Yeah, we got, um, a bunch of other shows we gotta catch up with it, I guess. Anyways... Remember that if you really like the show, you should go ahead and leave comments on wherever you find the show. Give us really high ratings. If you have any comments, email us at swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, go back and listen to uh, Kurt Covert going on there. We'll tell you how you can win a couple of games from Smirk and Dagger Games. <laughs> and remember, you can always leave us a message at our number, which is... Area code 803-470-4439. That's right. I left it right there for you. And, um, of course, check out all of the links in our show notes. Alright, so that's it. We've taken up enough of your time with this episode. Go there, play some games, enjoy yourself. Um, again, give good reviews for us. And remember, when you think of gaming, think of the Swarmcast podcast. And when you think of Toast, think of me. <laughs> Thank you.
take away my spaceship. You can take away my space suit. You can even take away my space lasers. But you can never, ever take away my space game. Cause there's no stopping me Postmodern player Sample-tastic Flows ekphrastic I get drastic Hey, watch the plastic Yo, I name check And leave you drown In space, ooh, black Player of the future Watch me go Sith girls scream When they hear my flow These alien chicks Reproduce with sports So I go where no MC Has gone before Hey, Fry, look We can still be friends I won't ask Leela Out again Sci-fi, I try I fly solo Shoot your land speeder up Just like Bolo What's with Lars And what's with his name? Never mind that ish, cause I got space game Darth Maul can't stop me, I'm on fire tonight Boba Fett can't stop me, I'm on fire tonight Vader can't stop me, I'm on fire tonight Space player blowing up like dynamite Dr. Smith can't stop me, I'm on fire tonight Q can't stop me, I'm on fire tonight Even Hell can't stop me, I'm on fire tonight Because I've got space game and it feels alright In 2112, all the players play on Everyone bumps Rush in that Tom Sawyer song I took the red pill and high-fived Neo Hey, what should I sample? If it sells, big deal Yo, Morpheus, look you're a real cyberpunk But your friend Trinity has junk in the trunk And I'm from Mars and she's from Venus She has ovaries and I have a lightsaber Cause I get more play than Captain Kirk He found out I went berserk like a jealous jerk But no puny Vulcan death grip can paralyze me I said beam me up Scotty and then I got free Princess Leia said that my flows are tight So I said I suppose she can spend the night A long time ago in the galaxy far away MC Lars got the space age play T-1000 can't stop me I'm on fire tonight Magneto can't stop me I'm on fire tonight even Zod can't stop me. I'm on fire tonight. It's tight, don't even try to bite the sunglasses. Mr. Spock can't stop me. I'm on fire tonight. The Wrath of Khan can't stop me. I'm on fire tonight. The Borg can't stop me. I'm on fire tonight. Because I've got space game and it feels alright. Yo, DJ Hal, bring that beat back. I'm sorry, Lars. I'm afraid I can't do that. So what can you do? I can play this awesome guitar solo. So hardcore Hey T.S. Eliot, please shut the door Because modernism is so passe The postmodern revolution is here to stay In the house tonight Because of Frank Lloyd Wright The bass goes boom like dynamite Yo, Wright was a modernist Yeah, I know that alright But you can't rhyme Bob Venturi with dynamite See, it's Guinica Bar 2 when I storm the stage I draw fans like Wilhelm draw soup cans on the page Did I say postmodern? That was a lie I've been supposed postmodern since junior high Ezra Pound can't stop me I'm on fire tonight Virginia Woolf can't stop me I'm on fire tonight Joseph Conrad can't stop me I'm on fire tonight I excite the modern mind like a ray of light Franz Kafka can't stop me I'm on fire tonight Wallace Stevens can't stop me I'm on fire tonight E.E. Cummings can't stop me I'm on fire tonight I've got postmodern game and it feels alright Yes, I'm an alien Yes, I'm an alien Yes, I'm an alien I come from outer space Yes, I'm an alien Yes, I'm an alien Yes, I'm an alien I came to rock this place
all about madness, less than a female Dad's a ghost and he roams the floors Lurks at night and Elsinore Pale face just like his paint Normal, you know this ain't Something is rotten up in Denmark A sickness thing My Uncle Claudius, his alibi is fishy Suspicions of murder because he's acting hella shit Frailty, thy name is woman cause my mom's on his D A-N-I-S-H, though my dad's ghost tells me Swear, swear, swear To revenge my regicide Claudius lights me one night under my crown He tries to hide So Hamlet, here's your mission Use your antic disposition Make them think you're crazy Bring justice, fuse the vision Meanwhile, my girl Ophelia is goth as hell Use a razor by her wrist Rocks out to soft sell This girl's got more issues than Amy Winehouse I'm like, get me to a nunnery I'm not trying to find a spouse And she says Shakespeare was dull My girlfriend took her life And I'm like goodness gracious Her brother wants to duel Laertes is too pugnacious My uncle dipped the tip Of the saber in poison Dual time Poison the cup That my mom started enjoying Dual time I stabbed with a poison sword Then I stabbed my girlfriend's brother And then I stabbed my uncle And we've all killed each other To be or not to be Well I guess that solves that one And I would have stayed in Wittenberg If I'd known that this would happen If you're ever up in Denmark On a moonlit night You'll hear Ophelia's sad song when the full moon's bright Baby, I'm sorry I messed up Good night, my sweet princess May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest And they sing I've got nothing to do But hang around and get screwed up Forget it, go I've got nothing to do But hang around and get screwed up Just let it go
crazies are coming to life Too loud.